I can already hear the chorus of execration. How dare I say such a horrible thing? How dare I stir up trouble and inflame feelings by repeating such a conversation? My answer is that I do not have the right not to do so. This is the most deceptive, vicious world. It is vicious, it's full of lies, deceit, and deception. The Jews are all in the government. And we have got to get in those areas. We've got to get the man in charge of the Jewish control, the Jewish monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. The future belongs to sovereign and independent nations. And now, coming to you from the realm of reason, this is The Fetch, and you are live Inside the Eye. All right, everybody. From Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is The Fetch, and you are indeed live Inside the Eye. Today's date is Saturday, January 27, 2024, and a good Saturday morning to everybody up and down the Americas and on into... Canada and a good late afternoon, early evening to everybody in West Asian or European time zones. And of course, if you are in the far eastern time zones, good morning again, I believe, because some of you are actually already like uh, 1 in the morning, 12 in the morning, something like that. If you're down under in some of the western parts of, uh, or is that eastern parts? Eastern parts of uh, Australia. So it's a good morning to you. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you may be. So hopefully everything's having a good day for you and may all be well with <clears throat> you and yours. Let's see here. Uh, quite an interesting week, but before we get into that, just kind of let me update you on what we have here weather-wise here in Riyadh. Nice day, 77 degrees was our high, which, as you can imagine, is awful nice. We had a nice breeze. I don't know where it was, maybe 10, 12 miles per hour. It's died down a little bit now. I think we're about 8 miles per hour out of the north-northwest, something like that. Current temperature after 7 o'clock in the evening is still a very nice uh, 72 degrees. We're going to be going down to 53 degrees uh, overnight, something like that. Let me take a look. Mm, is it going to be 50? Wow, it's not going to get that low, dude. We're going to have a nice night. My goodness, what is the low? 53. All right, we're going to we're going to get down to 53. So that's so low. It's going to be a nice day again tomorrow. Pretty much more of the same going on uh, for the foreseeable future. Maybe next weekend we'll see a cooling a bit, but uh, for the most part, again, we're just having a nice balmy winter here in Riyadh. Not a whole lot of rain. We'd like to see more rain. I haven't seen a whole lot of weather issues up even in Jordan or anywhere else, but nonetheless, we would like to see some, but we're not seeing it just yet. 
All right, quite an eventful week this week. If you are following geopolitics, if you haven't, then I guess you'll get kind of caught up. I sometimes feel like lately we've been doing wrap-up shows, you know, something like that. But uh, nonetheless, we're going to speak a little bit about what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on in the United States, what's going on in the Middle East, and... uh, who knows what else will come to our mind, but those will be some going to be some of the, the key issues here. We're going to start off, I think, with what's going on in the United States, and, and that has to deal with the border crisis. You know, it's been making a lot of big news here across the region. A lot of people believe that the United States is very close to entering into really a shooting war. We've had some governors, shooting civil war, that is. We've had some governors say that we have to be on the lookout for armed conflict with the federal government. Now, if you're not uh, familiar with what's happening, we've had uh, about a week ago, the Texas government, uh, Governor Abbott, he took over a particular park along the border. Uh, purportedly, he he didn't allow border U.S. border control agents into the area. They started putting up a lot of concertina wire, bar, not barbed wire, but concertina wire, trying to keep people from coming in. Uh, Abbott has declared a state of emergency slash a, not necessarily a state of emergency, I believe he's just saying it's an invasion. He's called for other Republican states to, to send in, or they're welcome to send in some of their National Guard units. Uh, we had Biden just yesterday give Abbott a, what, a 24-hour ultimatum to essentially hand over. We had the Supreme Court come in, and essentially, you know, I don't, for the life of me, I can't figure out what the hell the Supreme Court is thinking, but the Supreme Court is saying it's okay for Biden to go ahead and allow policies that are creating a de facto invasion of the United States. So as far as I'm concerned, Biden is a traitor. Of course, I think most of Congress are traitors. They are working for an illegitimate uh, government, uh, per se, one that overthrew uh, whatever you could have perceived as being elected in 2020. You have Again, a Supreme Court that appears to be completely compromised. So you have a compromised Congress, compromised really the entire country, the entire administrative state in the United States appears to be compromised uh, through and through. So, again, we've had just a lot, a lot of discussion across really the Middle East news channels about this crisis. Now, whether or not we are really going to have a crisis, I don't know. You know, you could say what you want about uh, Greg Abbott, but again, I would not consider Greg, Greg Abbott to be a friend of the United States. He is probably more dangerous than some of the other terror groups that Israel likes to warn you about. Abbott was the uh, Texas Attorney General before becoming governor, and George W. Bush was also the governor of Texas before becoming the president. That's not necessarily a bad thing per se, but three years of this illegal invasion, and all of a sudden, this guy Abbott says, "I, I we need to do something about this." Of course, election year is just kicking off. Um, Brian Kemp has come down in support of Greg Abbott. Brian Kemp is the guy that's basically behind the overthrow of the vote in Georgia. So if you got this guy uh, helping to overthrow the vote in Georgia, as well as refusing to fire Fannie Willis, who is going after Donald Trump down there, and what was clearly a rigged 2020 election down in Georgia, well, you can see the players who are backing this are not necessarily some of the nicest people you're going to see in the political realm. A lot of these are sleazy scumbags, deep staters. Uh, Abbott, I believe, is a member of the World Economic Forum. I know the deep state would like nothing more than to set up a 
crisis to the point of a shooting war that would stop the election in 2024. So people need to be on the lookout to that. We've heard discussions of some of a convoy, another trucker's convoy of, say, up to 700. That's right, 700. Uh, thousand trucks and related vehicles coming down to, in support of the border. Now, that's the American people independent of Greg Abbott at this stage, and that would not be a bad thing in my book, but you've got, again, 700,000, including some Canadian truckers coming down to support the actions along the U.S. border. We've had a lot of discussions from Trump about how we're going to have to conduct the greatest Remigration, uh, I'm calling a remigration scheme in the history of the world, certainly in the history of the United States, or probably in the history of the world, where we are going to have to literally arrest and send home millions, if not tens of millions, of illegal immigrants in the United States who have come in here, uh, meaning the United States, to simply destroy the United States as a country. Coming in, some of them may indeed be terrorists. If you want to use that term, they could be mercenaries working for the United Nations. You have a lot of chatter, really, in the conspiracy slash alternative media about how we are looking at a potential uh, uprising from some of these migrants in the United States. So a lot of this is stuff is on the table. People are looking at the United States saying, gee, you know, the country looks like it's ready to break apart. You know, somebody said the other day, he said, you know, you, you look at what Abbott's doing and what is he really doing? He's just injecting the poison deeper and deeper into the veins of the United States. And what he said is, look, they should have just arrested the migrants and just shipped them home best they can. But instead, all he did was ship them into places like Chicago, New York, California. And really, as we as Americans, do we really want to give up California? It's a beautiful country. Yeah, we know it sucks right now, but do we want to give it up? Uh, we know that New York right now is run by Jewish communists, but do you want to give up New York? We know that Chicago has always been somewhat of a dirty city, but uh, do Americans really want to give up Chicago? Do we, do we want to, as American citizens, to give up our lands to these communist insurrectionists, these traitors, these people who are looking to overthrow the United States and create what is really a hell on earth within our own country? Now, that's up to the people to decide, obviously, but I'm going to put out those views. I don't think Americans really want to give up California. We know California right now is lost, but I don't think as Americans we'd want to give it up. It's a beautiful state, beautiful place, uh, nice, probably one of the nicest states to live in weather-wise. Uh, it was instrumental in the Cold War in the 1960s, what we did with all the aerospace industry. You know, you had Douglas Aircraft, a building aircraft down in Long Beach back in the time. Believe it or not, I actually went to their auction where they auctioned off the plant. I spent too much money of my investors' money. It's still kind of kind of like uh, dings my head a little bit, uh, even all these years later. But nonetheless, I was actually there uh, back in the day. So, you know, California has contributed a lot. We've also got the scumbags who run Hollywood, the pedophiles that run Hollywood, the cultural Marxists that run Hollywood. We still have that that problem down in Hollywood. But nonetheless, there's a lot of great places in California. A lot of people I know from California. I'm born and raised in California. I left in uh, basically, what, 13, 14 years ago, something like that. But nonetheless, it's a beautiful state. Again, been born, and I don't see want to see necessarily the United States give it up. But obviously, if you keep injecting it with all of these illegal aliens time and time again, 
<clears throat> well, guess what? You're, you you may lose the thing. So hopefully, hope you know, again, take it for what it's worth. Donald Trump is out there talking about creating one of the greatest remigration deportation schemes in the history of the world. Well, you know, it's going to be certainly one of those. I mean, we saw what happened to the Germans in 1945, 1946, 47. That was a pretty disastrous uh, population movement. Uh, let's just say a catastrophe for the Germans. We've got the catastrophe going on with the Palestinians for the past 75 years, and, and that's something we'll be talking about, obviously, in the show a little bit later. But nonetheless, that is the deal. You know, Donald Trump by far, by far is uh, the the uh, the guy that's going to win the nomination for the U.S. You know, for the Republican Party, there's going to be no questions about that. It's it's already a foregone conclusion. He's actually already won it. We don't even know why Nikki Haley's staying in the race, uh, other than to perhaps embarrass herself. But nonetheless, she is staying in the race. Um, you know, whether or not again we can turn this around, I don't know. But you know, when you look at the dirty politics, we've had another interesting scenario come out of Arizona, and that's what the Governor who won the state but had it stolen from her, Carrie Lake. There was a secret audio recording from the Arizona Republican Party. I think the chair of the Arizona Republican Party, the guy's name is, what's this guy's name? Uh, don't have it on this particular piece. It's not here. But nonetheless, um, he, he basically was caught on tape trying to bribe uh, Carrie Lake to just drop out. Now, I heard many videos, but I actually found the original video, and I want to play really the whole clip. It's going to be a little bit long, but nonetheless, it's going to give you a flavor for just how dirty American politics is and, of course, the implications of what this guy is trying to do and what we should then presume has already happened in the United States relative to various Congress members, uh, how, uh, Senate members, state legislatures and on and on and on but listen to this uh this uh recorded take between again miss carrie lake and the head of the republican party chair in arizona so what's going on what is uh, i'm assuming this is our friend oh this is this is this is they, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. I know when they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So, this conversation never happened. This is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. Maybe you're right. This is don't, don't go. You never know. I'll get myself in trouble. This, if you, if, you, if you say no, that's just fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. I know. They're going to try to have me murdered. <laughs> I don't that either. world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff. I mean, right, they see the cartels operating in 50 states right now. Like all 50, you mm-hmm. know? So. So what, what, what's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Let me just tell you the what. Let's just say there are people calling around. Saying, gosh, no, you can't be this. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't. Because I got offered to buy that. Yeah. Because then we lose our ability to get things done other, in the future. Here's this, my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate. 
because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not it's about ownership. It's about control. I don't know it's about control. It's about being on the team. I guess that. You know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But Just you know? But if they're pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? They want you to stay opportunities. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I can offer you. But um, I said you can do whatever you want. The talking head is so. The ask of me was it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was this is has to stick us. Is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her to keep her out? And I said, well, what do you want them to do? Like, whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. DeSantis is not America first. This is about the final death blow to Trump. And I don't think that's good for our country. I love Trump. It's not good for our country, Jeff. It's not, but at the same time, uh, I'm not even sure Trump is going to win. I don't know if he's going to win. I think what it really comes down to for a lot of people, it's not really about like, control or agenda, it's just about the ability to raise money to win. You know, If you really want to know, all of what looks, all of what's on the money, I think. Mm-hmm. And even on their end, like, what makes them the most money? I know. These, all these consultants don't want their, their payday to end. And I don't want to make a deal with these kind of people. This is a hill worth dying on. I, I'm not, if they're going to steal the election to make me and our, our movement go away, I'm not letting them do that. I owe it to the people of Arizona or to carry their torch and their voice. Or you don't go away, but you pause. This is the battles right now, Jeff. No, the battle is right now. The battle is right now, and um, we don't have time to to pause on this battlefield. You're not. What you can't scratch this. It's not for you. Yeah. You don't have anything to offer them. They're sitting around people who have something to offer them. You know what I mean? It's just it's. it's a it's a back scratching club. That's all DC is. It's a big mm-hmm. back scratching club. You're no you're in no position to scratch anybody's back, and you've already made it known that if you get there, you're not going to scratch anybody's back. I don't scratch people's backs. You know, I was I've been on the outs for a lot of people for a long time. I don't scratch backs. Mm-hmm. You know? Where are we in two years if they steal the election again? Listen to what you're saying. Why don't we do something about it? So that we the people can pick our. What can we do? I'm not willing to accept that, and I'm going to be the biggest pain in these people. Go back and tell them that. I'm running, and I'm going to be the biggest pain in their And I'm willing to tell them that. And they're going to have to kill me to stop me. I know. I know. And, and you don't have to tell See, so what you can hear there is really what's going on in American politics. It's dirty. It's dangerous, as you can hear by what she's saying. Hey, she's saying right out, they're going to have to have and kill me. And, and I don't 
doubt that for a second. You know, we've seen how Jewish people in America, who I regard as the primary power brokers in the United States, how they handle losing power. You saw what they did to Jeff Traficante or Jim Traficante up in, I believe, Indiana or Ohio. I think it was Indiana or Illinois, one of those states. You know, they, oh, the, the tractor ran over him. Oh, gee, sorry about that. He came out and he spoke. And, you know, to me, it, the, this guy's name was Jeff DeWitt, by the way. Uh, the, the chair is now former. He has resigned uh, pretty much immediately after this thing started to leak out. Uh, apparently, he said a lot of things to Carrie Lake that uh, were not necessarily very ethical. This was certainly not very ethical. Literally, imagine what you're hearing, though, here in American politics. This is a, a senator... Okay, all right, everybody. I'm back. I was booted uh, by the studio there. I got booted the, uh, the streamer. So I am back. I believe I'm back. Let me check, make sure that the audio is out. I don't have my my uh, if if so, I haven't said hard. Uh, let's see here. Stop this camera, please. Stop the camera. And yeah, we are going. So okay. Anyways, yeah. So, anyways, we just want to go back to this Carrie Lake issue. What you really heard about there is something that is absolutely amazing about U.S. politics. Uh, you know, somebody, Keith, who knows who that is, is apparently trying to bribe. Hey, look, this is about defeating Trump. Um, it's a good country. It's not mega. All of these types of things. And she's 100% correct. It's not elected. The candidates out there, you don't really have a whole lot of other candidates working for you. So, that's your last hope, whether you like it or not. So, 
disastrous when it comes to support for Israel. He always is. A lot of problems right now are because of the Trump would be no different there. So he can go ahead and bomb the hell out of whatever he wants. It's not going to change anything. So insight into what happens there. So this Jeff DeWitt's really a sleazy scumbag trying to buy really that we heard was who? Who? You know, you've got some wealthy people literally just trying to buy off the country. Exactly as that. These are people that are just trying to buy off the country. They're trying to control it. Uh, Jeff DeWitt should be maybe the court, something. Uh, somehow, I don't care, waterboard the guy. <laughs> but we need to know who it is that is trying to buy our. I really don't know, but we should be able, once again, to determine, not to determine, but to understand. You're listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform. Hello, I'm Jody Kay, and I'm here to tell you about my debut album, The Acorn. The Acorn is a concept album Hello. with 14 tracks. It's an album of three parts. The first part is in honor and memory of those who have lost their lives or had their lives taken. The middle section honors traditional folklore. The second half is dedicated to us, to inspire us, and to remind us of our duty to preserve our history and our culture so that we can pass this on to future generations. The album is available on CD and digital download from my website, www.jodyk.com. For what we do today will be I think there are two ways in which people are controlled. First of all, frighten people, and secondly, demoralize them. An educated, healthy, and confident nation is harder to govern. And I think there's an element in the thinking of some people. We don't want people to be educated, healthy, and confident because they would get out of control. <laughs> the top 1% of the world's population own 80% of the world's wealth. It's incredible that people put up with it. They're poor, they're demoralized, they're frightened. 
and therefore they think perhaps the safest thing to do is take orders and hope for the best. everybody welcome back it's fetch inside the eye live i hope hope we're not going to have the the same problems we had last week you know last week we had a pretty uh difficult uh bandwidth type of show and i see everything is still really down here on on this laptop i see a lot of everything is very 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 slow so i've cut the cameras okay that's fine uh, I see the studio is in there. It's okay. I see people waiting in the back end. If anyone would like to go live, um, do I have? Yes, I still do. Okay, that's great. If anyone would like to go live, go ahead and uh, say so in the chat room. Um, okay, a lot of people want to come in and and uh, exactly. But anyway, it's okay. You can just say just me here. Um, but yeah, I don't know why it's so much lag. It makes no sense to me. Kind of frustrating, to be honest with you. Kind of frustrating uh, because uh, everything should be fine. We're, it's not like this is a not a bad rig, you know. Anyways, welcome back again. We've kind of chilling out here in Riyadh. Uh, we've kind of changed the studio a little bit. I'm actually in the different part of the house right now because I thought I'd go to the front of the house where I'd have better signal uh, for the. Uh, the uh, the 4G that I operate on, and uh, unfortunately, I hope it's going to be okay. But anyways, I don't know what caused the problem. So welcome back. Cat's here, by the way. She's chilling out on the side here. Yep. Says uh, things are good, man. You fed me. I got some chicken. She actually eats some chicken, which is pretty good for her. All right. Uh, next story we want to go into. Obviously, by the way, we just want to go back to the situation in in the United States again. Again, don't trust uh, this uh, Abbott guy. He's not a friend of the United States by any stretch. He's a kind of a traitor. He's been injecting millions of people into various states, whether it's going to be Chicago, New York, California. And people are saying, rah, 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 you know, you're sending them to the blue states. Okay, well, if you can't deport them, okay, I guess that was the best option you had. But another way to look at it equally was you were kind of like uh, clearing out Texas so you could take in some more. Then you clear out Texas again, and then you take in some more. Then you clear out Texas. Then you would take some more, and you just kept doing this. And uh, finally, it looks like uh, we can't do it anymore. Now you're finally going to try to put a stop to it after it's a little bit too late. But we shall see again. Uh, I know the deep state, per se, they probably want a 
a civil war. People around the world seem to think that the United States is now headed into a civil war. Certain governors out there have once again said that we have to prepare ourselves for a potential showdown with um, federal authorities. They have the White House is now being kind of surrounded by, so what I understand anyways, I'm not there to actually know for sure, but reports are that the White House is being surrounded by National Guard's troops in an effort to protect the White House from Americans, I guess it is. I'm not sure what they're going to protect themselves from. So it's been a very big uh, big play here in the global community as to what's happening again in the United States. Now moving on over to Israel, we had the International Criminal Court of Justice came down with their their ruling. Essentially what they're saying is that there's a Kazabeli or something like that of a case that the genocide is going on inside of uh inside of uh, what do you call it? Inside of Gaza by the Israelis. And, of course, it's a lot worse than that. It is a genocide. When you cut off all food, all water, uh, all electricity, all fuel, you you know, an interesting thing I learned today looking through at this story. And, that you know, Jews are trying to say, well, you know, what Hamas did to us on October 7th, what Hamas did to us on October 7th, Hamas hits your military targets, you freaking idiots. I know your English isn't very good being Yiddish, and, and you're, you know, you can't take your logic of Yiddish and putting it into English and actually make sense, because you don't make any, these Jewish people make zero ounce of sense. I mean, killing 12,000 kids under 10 years old, um, under no, there's no English equivalent that says that's protecting yourself. Killing a, murdering a bunch of women, 7,000 some odd women and 10,000 kids, something like that, um, under no way utilizing English would this be protecting yourself. It's just mass murder. Uh, again, how you take turn mass murder and call it protecting yourself just tells me, listen, you guys don't understand English. It's mass murder, guys. And now forget this charge of, oh, you're all anti-Semites. Inter- International Criminal Court of Justice is just filled with anti-Semites. You know, enough of that. We don't give a shit what you say. Frankly, it's time, honestly, to hold Jews to account for everything they do. And this nonsense of throwing the anti-Semite card out there, and then everybody thinks that they're supposed to freeze. Oh, my God, I got called an anti Screw it. We know the game now. Jews are murderers. They're killers. They're ruthless. They don't care about anybody but themselves. They view the world as Amalek, and Amalek means they got to be wiped off the face of the earth. And they already have a plan to do it. One of those plans was putting out the COVID-19 vaccine, which was not a vaccine, but a bioweapon. They put it out there pretty effectively. Killed a lot of people, 17 plus million people, and it's still killing people today. And I don't suspect that that's going to be stopping uh, anytime soon. Uh, you have uh, the fentanyl crisis. You know what? They're killing 400, 500,000 Americans, what, every two years, something like that? Uh, Chinese channels. Very simple. You can see it every day. People are complaining about it. They're losing their loved ones. That's a genocide. Oh, you're not, you don't care about yourself getting killed off here? They're killing you with their bioweapon, the vaccine, if you want to call it a vaccine. They're killing you through the drug wars, the fentanyl, and all these various, um, who knows what other chemicals are thrown into the, into the supply there. And then you've got what? You have, uh, 
the rampant crime against black on whites, colored on white crime going on in the United States. You don't care about that genocide against you. And yet you're going to listen to these Jewish people whine and whine and whine about everything is anti-Semitic. Now, in the International Criminal Court of Justice, they, which is a part of the United Nations, by the way, it it has a uh, it has a what a twelve to two something like that twelve to three vote that actually basically said yeah um, all the elements are in place for genocide so you know Israel has to take all these steps to protect all of these people but it is a genocide let's be honest it is a genocide plain and simple. You know, we're getting the first reports now of children dying from basically not being able to eat enough. We're getting those first reports. We are getting many reports of women giving birth to children. The women are themselves malnourished and the children are only lasting two to five to seven days simply because they cannot get nourishment. So this is a genocide. They are using starvation to kill people now. We have... Many statements, of course, from Gantz and Netanyahu and others within the far right, the extremist right, basically center, the Israeli center society that openly talk about destroying Gaza to the point where They're offering like an island, you know, they say, if you want to move somewhere, we'll give you an island. Remember when we used to talk about sending Jews to Madagascar, you know, we'll give them Madagascar and they can then go there. Um, but it's like, you know, it's what they want to be ashamed to be called, be called anti-Semite. I'm going to sneeze here. But you just have to just, just just get ruthless in this. You know what I mean? It's just time to get ruthless in what's going on here and how you deal with the state of Israel and Israeli
it's still not back. That's not very good because there it goes. I can see it now. Yeah, it's going to be a long show if we just keep getting audio dropping on us. That's not going to be a good thing. Uh, anyways, uh, where were we? We were talking about how essentially, you know, we in the, let's just say, the patriotic front of America, the dissident side of it that have some relations somewhere, we know. We know that Israelis and the Jewish people are enemies of the United States. Make no mistake about it. We know for a fact that these guys are indeed enemies of the American people. They are enemies of humanity. Make no mistake about it. If you haven't figured that out now by watching what's going on in Gaza, that understanding they did far things, far worse things in, in Russia during the Soviet Union. They did far worse things to the Germans. They did far worse things as, as advisors to uh, Mao Zedong in, in uh, China and Pol Pot and Cambodia, everywhere you turn and you look at what Jewish people are doing, you will understand very, very quickly here that these people are absolutely. But what happened was about a year ago, probably less than a year ago, the government of the United States, which is essentially now a controlled organ of international Zionism, International Jewish Congress, whatever you want to say. They changed the immigration laws in the United States so that Jewish people, Israelis, became a most favored nation status, which means that they could come to the United States without having to secure a visa before getting onto an airplane. In other words, they could basically get into the airport and have the visa issued at the airport. And I was thinking about this. I said, you know what? We have two and a half million Jews have left Israel. Two and a half million Jews have left Israel. How many of those went to America to where now we have to deal with all of these scumbags, human refuse, if you want, terrorists coming into our country? These murderous, genocidal psychopaths being given free reign to come into the United States. And I thought about this, and I said, you know what? This October 7th thing, they must have known something was happening. They must have. They let it happen. And you know, maybe, just maybe, can't say for sure, but just maybe... The uh, change in the visa regulations was to allow for an escape hatch for Jews should this thing go terribly south. And sure enough, two and a half million Jews have already taken taken a uh, escape route. And how many of those went to the United States? Who knows? And then you look at what's going on in the United Nations. You have the Israelis. The United States and the UK pretty much working hand, hand in hand, ensuring that Jews have a unilateral right to genocide the Palestinian people in Gaza. They have a unilateral right to commit massive crimes against humanity. They have a unilateral right basically to commit genocide, and they're doing it. And the only countries, again, backing all of this is the United States and the UK. And what does that tell everybody? Well, fairly simple. It tells you straight up that the United States and the United Kingdom are both run and controlled by the state of Israel. 
That means that we are all working our butts off to try to make for a better country for ourselves, whether we do it from inside the country or like myself outside the country. We do work hard. We try to promote America. We try to promote, I know, many British people here uh, in the defense world even, but you know, it's time for us to really look at the defense people and say, hey, look, we're spending a trillion freaking dollars on you morons, and what are you bringing us? A trillion dollars. Now, I know those of you at the lower levels, you know, you, you don't have a lot of say. But you get into the upper echelons of Raytheon, of Lockheed Martin, of Boeing. Guys, I've met them. Honestly, I've met them going back to the 1990s. Man, my 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 history is kind of unique. And, and you know, they're kind of like, as long as we can keep the spigot going, hey, I got my $180,000, $200,000 job. I got my $90,000 a year job. I can pay for the kids' school. I can do all this. And all I got to do is keep killing people. But they never say that, but that's what they mean. We just need to keep killing people. You get into DynCorp, my goodness, it's basically a human trafficking organization. I know many, I know many, many West or South Africans served on DynCorp crews. And he said, man, what I saw there was atrocious. They're, 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 they're freaking trading kids, man. They're, they're, they're trafficking kids. It's probably one of the most evil, evil jobs I ever had was working for DynCorp. And, uh, take it for what it's worth. Maybe they're yet, right? Maybe they're not. And they're just kind of spreading rumors. It's hard to say, right? But nonetheless, the Inter International Criminal Court of Justice came down and said, hey, look, Israel, you got 30 days now to respond to everything that's going on. You got 30 days. And Israel's saying, you know, uh, we don't need to respond to all this. They should. They better. We'll see if they do or not. They came out with trying to put a positive spin on this, saying, well, at least our the court didn't say we didn't have a right to defend ourselves. Look, nobody says you can't have a right to defend yourselves. Nobody would ever say that. Everybody has a right to defend themselves. Committing mass murder is not defending yourselves. Simple as that. You can You can try to be Jewish and try to pretend like you know how to speak English. But I'll tell you what, in our English, mass murdering 12,000 kids is mass murdering 12,000 kids. I, I don't need to go murder somebody's child to defend myself. What a stupid thing is that? I mean, what type of moron uses that as a, as a, as a, as a form of English? Think, I mean, think about it. What the, I know you Jews out there, you know, you don't speak English. It's not your first language. It's not your Kabbalistic language. You don't really have any brains when it comes to it. So you're trying to just throw out a bunch of garbage that you think makes sense to you. But trust us, murdering 12,000 kids, is that's murdering 12,000 kids, okay? And it's straightforward. That's pretty clear. Murdering another 7,000 women, it's pretty clear you murdered 7,000 women. It's hard to spin that unless you're trying to put a Jewish hat on and we don't need to wear your hat. And we're not going to go wear your hat. So Israel right now has quite a lot of problems on the legal side. But there was something, and the Jews are saying, well, at least we do direct targeting. You know, we're doing, we're not doing indiscriminate target, indiscriminate bombing. We're doing direct targeting. So what we did, somebody went out there and did a uh, survey on crater blasts in Gaza. Well, you get these 40-foot 40, 40 craters, right? They're visible from the satellites. So you look at the 40-foot craters, right? 
We know that those are caused by the U.S. Uh, JDAM 2000s, basically the two-ton bombs. One of these two-ton bombs will make a 40-foot crater. But the kill zone, the effective kill zone of one of these bombs is about 1,200 meters, about a little over, what, 1,200 feet? Is it, I think it's 1,200 feet. About 1,200 feet, not 1,200 meters. That's like one and a half kilometer. 1,200 feet. So it's about one-fifth of a mile is the kill zone. That's huge. Well, utilizing AI, they went in and they started to study the bomb patterns. There was this refugee camp called Javalia. You heard about Javalia, refugee camp. They they discriminately targeted, okay, this is freaking Jews for you. I swear to God, these guys are morons. They're not morons, but they're morons. They They discriminately targeted nine locations in the Javalia camp. But guess what? They used two two ton bombs. So the kill radius or the kill circumference of this was twelve hundred feet. When you overlapped those nine discriminate targets inside of the Jabalia refugee camp, you killed the entire camp. You basically obliterated the entire camp with nine bombs, and you buried a lot of people underneath the rubble. Some seven, 8,000 people have never been found yet, and that's exactly what you did. Frickin' Jews are frickin' idiots, you know? Oh, discriminately, were you just... No, you used a frickin' two-ton bomb, moron, that has a 1,200-foot kill radiate, ratio, uh, circumference, and then you're strategically placing along the camp so that you basically can show that you destroyed the entire camp. Yeah, I call that discriminate murder. You're right. It's discriminate murder. Yeah, it's a discriminate bombing and it's discriminate murder. If we can see this with our analysis of what we know is the kill zone of one of these bombs, we know for damn sure you're targeting people in Haifa or Tel Aviv or whatever other hellhole in Israel you guys were working from. You knew the kill ratio also. Which means that all of you were guilty of a massive crime against humanity, massive, just straight up murder of people. And then you go on and go whine to everybody about how we're all so anti-Semitic. What a bunch of freaking morons. Seriously. And you know, you need to start taking this attitude that justice must be served. Justice absolutely must be served because if you don't start taking that again it's just going to repeat the cycle will just go around keep repeating itself around and around and around and around and and at what time do you basically say enough is enough is enough is enough in the meantime about the only country and that's not true you've got a lot of resistance going on inside of um Inside of Gaza, you've got multiple, multiple groups. We've had Hezbollah uh, targeting, and what I think Hezbollah's strategy now is this: Hezbollah is uniquely targeting command and control structures that that control basically airspace and control the air, the Iron Dome. So what it looks like Hezbollah is doing is they are isolating where the command structures are, and they're taking out infrastructure that allows the Iron Dome to actually work. 
Now imagine if they can actually take out that this core of the Israeli defense strategy, this high tech strategy Israeli, the Israelis think they work with and they can get to it and they can wipe it out. That means that Israel will have no real air defense. They're going to be flying around, but they're going to be flying around largely blind because they won't have their technological infrastructure to allow them to actually see what's going on. So it's a very interesting development. Second issue we see is, is the Iraqis are, you know, the various resistant groups in Iraq. They've attacked, I think, now over 160 times, 160 different times they've attacked U.S. infrastructure in the Middle East. We've had the Houthis shooting down U.S. drones. We've had the Houthis going after U.S. warships in the Middle East. And you're like asking yourself, well, you know, we got to keep the, we got to keep the, the shipping lanes open. Look, the shipping lanes are open. What's not open now is ships under U.S. flag, British flag, because they're actively involved in war against the Yemeni people right now and the Houthis. You know, that Kirby and the rest of these clowns that think they're running the U.S. military established can say what they want, but that's what's happening. You've got a, uh, a tanker today, today, I believe it was uh, hit by a Houthi missile. Let me see if I have this one. Up here, I'm not sure I have it here. I don't have it on this story. That's too bad. I should have. I should have gotten it. But nonetheless, we have a a, a ship, a oil tanker that's been hit by a missile. Uh, we've had Indians on the ship. It's under fire right now. It is uh, said to be sinking. It's actually under threat of being sunk, but it's said to be sinking. Whether or not it actually goes down, we'll have to wait and see. So that has happened. We know Maersk. They were going to try to run using U.S. military naval assets to try to get into Israel, and they have now backed down. They said, no, we're not going to do this. So Maersk is just pulling out. It's a risk for us. So a lot of problems here in the Middle East. You know, the Americans continue to bomb Yemeni targets, but again, you think that's really, come on, man, the Saudis did it for freaking 10 years, okay? And it didn't get them anywhere, frankly. It did not get them anywhere. So, you know, you can say, um, you can say what you want about the Yemeni people, but at least they're standing up. Actually, the Yemenis are, should just declare this, is that there is a, uh, um, responsibility to protect, and that's exactly what they're doing. To the best of their abilities, they are having a, they're doing a responsibility to protect, and that is what's going to happen here. Uh, someone sent me a message here. Obviously, South, you know, basically what's going back into what's going on in Israel with the ICJ, International Criminal Court of Justice, International Court of Justice. Um, Ynet News has come out with a story saying that uh, obviously it's going to fail to stop the war. Um, they're not being told to take measures. It's They're already putting these in place. We're already trying to protect the civilian population. So... According here, today marks a decisive victory for the international rule of law and a significant milestone in the search for justice for the Palestinian people, according to a South African government official. South African sincerely hopes that Israel will not act to frustrate the application of this order it, as it has publicly threatened to do, but that it will instead act to comply with it fully as it is bound to do. Well, first of all, the Israelis are not going to comply with anything, guys. They're Jews. They're above the rest of humanity. They're the Chosenites. 
it's match inside the eye lie back after this show where we are exposing judicial postmodernism from the Supreme Court right down to family court and talking about all the different ways the extortion racket known as the justice system screws you over. Sure, you love freedom, but do you love freedom enough? Join me, Alexander Baker, your legal expert, right here on Speak Free Radio, Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Freedom enough. First off, we ought to look at the word nation, because the word nation is oftentimes used as a synonym for country. That's not what the word means. Uh, There are people who take uh, an oath or pledge of allegiance. One nation under God. Not one country under God, one nation. I'll turn to Black's Law Dictionary, 6th edition. It's the centennial edition of Black's, first published in 1891. This is a 1991 edition. The word nation. They rely upon Montoya versus United States, found at 180 U.S. 261, 21 Supreme Court Reporter at 358, or 45 Lawyers Edition, page 521. Quote, with regards to defining the word nation, a people or aggregation of men existing in the form of an organized general society, usually inhabiting a distinct portion of the earth, speaking the same language, well, I guess we've kind of lost out on that one, haven't we, using the same customs, I think we failed there as well, possessing historic continuity and distinguished from other like groups by their racial origin. Well, if you're white, you can't use that word. And characteristics. And generally, but not necessarily, living under the same government and sovereignty. You are listening to Speak Free Radio. The free speech internet radio platform.
the fetch and i'm gonna just do something real quick here and um yeah okay i can see all the way i can see myself going out guys is if i cut my camera here i've actually had the camera going so we've uh, if you'd like to come in and do things and say hi that would be great i haven't gone into the chat room in quite some time uh why don't i do that now inside the live.com forward slash live dash at it is uh, humming along, okay. I'm not sure what the hell is going on there, but it seems to be humming along. And uh, let's go back there again. Let's see. Notice it's inside the iLive.com. There it is. And I don't know. Anyways, guys, welcome. I see a few people at Nips and uh, a new, new name. PM uh, Changer. Okay, guys, that's a new one. Herman Soul, of course, is not new. But nonetheless, guys, welcome to the chat room. Telephone lines are uh, 323-275-1314. That's 1-323-275-1314. And if you'd like to get in through the studio, you got to ping me. Uh, raise your hand or do something. And let me know you want to go live. Come in through speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. That's speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. So there's some of the ways you can get in the door. Uh, going over back to the United States here, we have, uh, again, the U.S. It's a uh, U.S. Mar- it's a Marshall Islands flag tanker. It's an oil tanker hit by a missile launched by Yemen today. This is according to AP News. And uh, again, it it was uh, on fire. They say it was in danger of sinking. Don't have any confirmation? Uh, further, compl- it's called the Martin Luanda. And again, why was it hit? Because the Israelis are creating a genocide against Israel. That's why it was hit, plain and simple. Um. <clears throat> And apparently the U.S. tried to run some type of gauntlet the other day, and uh, the Yemenis actually defeated them, made them go back. So this particular Martin Luanda, it's got 25 Indian nationals on board, two Sri Lankans, and they are still trying to battle the blaze. Uh, again, start barked by a missile attack. And uh, today, I believe, is Holocaust Remembrance Day. This is the day we remember that Jews are mass murderers. That's what we should do on Holocaust Remembrance Day. Jews are the greatest mass murderers, the greatest purveyors of Holocaust in the world, bar none. Again, they don't define the day for us. They can claim it's Holocaust Remembrance Day. Okay, so let's remember that Jews murdered some 40, 50, 60 million estimated Russians in World War between 1920 to 1928 on into 1930s during World War II, into World War II in Russia. Uh, Jews were responsible. They were the advisors to the 100-plus million dead killed by Pope, uh, by Mao Zedong. Jews were primarily behind the destruction of Germany. Jews were primarily behind uh, World War II itself. In fact, it's Jews that were working to bring the United States into war, not just against uh, Germany in World War II, but also against Germany in World War I. And we lost over 100,000 men in World War One, 400 plus thousand in World War Two, and the Germans lost something like seven to nine million to 11 million people after the war. And let's remember that Jews are responsible for all these mass murders. 
and, and make it plain and simple. There was a cute clip the other day. Some stupid Jewish woman, young girl, student really, she's complaining that uh, people are calling what's going on in Holocaust a Holocaust. And she says, you can't compare the, with the one Holocaust to, the, to another to this Holocaust. And the audience just started busting up laughing because she's so stupid. And, and she caught herself after she said it. You can't compare one Holocaust to another Holocaust. It's like, you know, you Jews are fucking, excuse my language, you're just stupid, man. Just complete freaking idiots. You know what? Jews should be, you know, Jews should be like prevented from speaking English. They butcher our language so much, they should be like, no, you're not allowed to speak English anymore. Speak Yiddish, otherwise you're going to get deported. Don't even try to speak English. And if we hear you speaking anything other than Yiddish, then you're, that's a case for deportation. And then they should have minders that, that know Yiddish and follow them around. I know that's all silly, but there's uh, some rumors coming out that uh, our efforts to fund the Ukraine war are pretty much dead in the water. What's happened here in the U.S. border with the border crisis, what it has done is destroyed the idea that Yemen, or not Yemen, that the Ukrainians are going to get pretty much any more money coming out of the United States. It's almost impossible. You've got Trump coming out saying, I'm against it. I, I don't want it. And at this stage, nobody's going to go against Trump and the Republican Party. Very difficult. Trump is like MAGA king. He is MAGA king. And nobody's going to go. But you know what's an under interesting king right now is uh, Tucker Carlson. You know, he must be kind of uh, tripping out a little bit. You know, you go back, what, a year ago, less than a year ago, he was sitting high. He was working at uh, Fox News, um, cable network, uh, top-rated show in the world, you know, notoriety that uh, only few would ever get, frankly, on this planet ever. Uh, he gets basically fired from his job. And he goes off and he kind of lays low for a little bit. He sets up his own network. Now he's in Canada and he's like rock star number two to Trump. Frankly, I mean, this guy is drawing in the crowds, massive audiences in Canada, and he's criticizing Trudeau. You got to be careful when you're in another country to criticize another leader because we saw what happened to Gonzalo Lira in the Ukraine. I mean, that was not an environment where you're going to go criticize the uh, Ukrainian government. It's just you don't do it. Look here. If I were to criticize the what's going on in Saudi Arabia, they wouldn't kill me. They they would kick me out of the country. Um, uh, they would just ask me to leave. Or let's say when I left, they wouldn't let me come back in. You know, that would happen here. They're not going to go kill you here. That that I mean, you'd have to be doing some like deep state uh, terror operation stuff to actually get killed here. It, it's very. It would be very, very difficult here in Saudi. You know, it's not like a Jewish badlands, you know, Jewish mafia run Ukraine. You know, it's just not the same. It really isn't the same. It's much more open than you would realize. Yeah, it's it's got its tough courts, but again, people know where you stand, and that's generally all you can ask for in many cases. You gotta know where you stand, especially if you're not in a Western type of democracy. Um Anyways, there are rumors that Zelensky has gone out and he's asked for the Swiss to try to put together some type of uh, some type of uh, emergency get together to try to find a way to
Okay, I think we've got the audio back. Uh, we are somehow, for some reason, I don't know if it's a bad USB connection or what. This might be a, shouldn't be, but it may be a bad USB connection because I keep seeing my my mixer just drops the signal for some reason. So maybe it is a bad USB connection. Let me see if we're going out real quick. There we are. Okay, thank you. Uh, that was faster than I can go look. Yeah, I, I, I kind of see what's happening. I just don't know why it's happening. That's, you know, I... What can I do, guys? I What can I do? Seems to be my life story of the past two and a half years. Fixing problems on the air. I should become a studio guy. Sound sound, sound engineer. Anyways, where was I? Oh, you were talking about the Aleutian 76. So we had an Aleutian 76, actually two. According to the Russians, they were going to be a uh, there was going to be a prisoner swap, something like 130 Ukrainians uh, on two different aircraft, and this was relayed to the Ukrainians. Of course, this would not be the first prisoner swap of, of, of uh, you know prisoners of war between the Russians and the Ukrainians, and so they uh, were flying towards the Belgorod area, and it looks like either a Patriot. Or I think one of these, I think they're called the Taurus, something like that, or Iris-T. No, Iris-T missiles took the aircraft down. And uh, now that has been confirmed. The uh, evidence is now coming in of the bodies that were actually strewn about. So 65 Ukrainian servicemen uh, returning home from a, you know, on a part of a prisoner swap were killed. We had uh, six crew members were killed on the aircraft. You had another three, apparently, security people that were killed. You had many different stories coming out of Ukraine that Oh, there was a, there was a, some high level people on, on board and, uh, they, they got off the plane at the last minute. And it's like, that's the same thing Jews do in Israel. You know, they'll kill their own soldiers if they think they're going to get a high value target. I mean, what type of logic is this? What type of stupidity are we hearing from these psychopaths running these countries? You know, if you really look at Ukraine and you really look at the state of Israel, they're run by the same people. Then you look at the United States military and how it operates at certain levels. And guess what? It's run by the same people. It's about time we learn to get our heritage and our culture back. But here's the problem. Nobody wants to join the military. So you've got all this talk in Sweden, you need to prepare for war. You have talks in the UK, you need to prepare for war. You're going to have a massive NATO exercise in Europe this week. The UK is committing something like 40 to 50% of its active duty personnel. And yet all we hear about is you got to have to prepare for war. We have Germany that has enough munitions in their current inventory where a conflict as we see in ukraine today germany would be out of munitions in about a day and a half a day and a half in the meantime the russians have figured out this jewish game of let's destroy russia and they're just humming things out the munitions and i was thinking again today you know maybe what we need to do in the west is we need to get rid of our current military industrial establishment. Get rid of the for-profit for killing. And there's two industries that are there. One is the defense industry. Two is the medical industry. Both of these are murder-for-hire industries. Now, this coming week and a half, I'm actually going to be at the World Defense Show. 
there's going to be the Russians, there's going to be the Chinese, there's going to be no Ukrainians, I've seen this, the list, no Ukrainians, there's going to be, uh, I don't know, Slovenia is probably going to be there, I think, Poland will be there, China's going to be there, Japan's not allowed to be there, I think there's going to be a couple of companies from Thailand are coming in, of course, United States, UK, Austria, Germany, France, Italy are all going to be there, we have... Uh, Sudan, I believe, is going to come in. Um, big show. 100,000 visitors are expected to be there. I'll be at that show. But I'm thinking, you know, maybe what the Russians are doing is the correct way. Take away all this profit incentive. You know, they're, they're using and burning up something like a trillion dollars a year in the United States military. And what really do we have to show for it? Seriously, what do we have to show for all of this money we've spent for the U.S. military? What We've got some stockholders that have got some uh, uh, nice uh, pay raises. We've got some executives that have been handsomely rewarded in various, uh, what do you call it, um, bonuses. It, maybe you can say that. Uh, but, you know... The days of spending all this money on the U.S. military and getting nothing in return, really. We want to stop terror from coming into our country. But I couldn't talk about it because I didn't want to do that. And then the following day, something happens. So I went four years keeping my mouth shut on that particular subject. But now I talk about it all the time. We had no attacks. We didn't have a World Trade Center. We didn't have the attacks like you've seen and certainly that you see in other countries. And by the way, now we're getting involved again in the Middle East. Look what's happening. You're getting involved. Here we go again with the Middle East. We spent $9 trillion, killed millions of people, including our side, their side, millions of people. $9 trillion. You know what we got? Nothing. What? Nothing. You got death. You got blood. You got nothing. And it just, we spent our blood and our treasure. Or as they say, our blood and our treasure. And our blood is more important than our treasure. And it's a shame. It's a shame. I beat ISIS. You're right. Thank you for telling me that. You're right. I was getting to that, but he's very good. He's sharp, this one. Thank you. We did. We beat the hell out of ISIS. It was supposed to take four to five years. We got it done in four months, I'd say. Four months. 100% yeah, of, of the ISIS caliphate. <laughs> But, of course, uh, you know, Trump is one of these kind of like uh, Israeli-centric delusional guys. Doesn't want to give the Russians any credit. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Yeah, whatever, dude. Come on. The Russians did a hell of a lot more than you ever dreamed about, and you're so still there. What's going on? What is, uh, um, you're, Trump is still there trying to steal all the oil. I mean, that, that was Trump's claim to fame. It was, let's go in and hijack the oil. Now, where's all that oil going? You know what I mean? We're actually still in Syria, guys, stealing the oil. And that was Trump. But where's the oil going? Is it going where? To Israel? Is it going to some black ops to keep the banks afloat? Hell, I don't know. But they're stealing the oil. It's not going. We've estimated that the Syrians have lost like one and a half trillion dollars in national treasury to benefit their country, to rebuild their country, that the CIA admittedly started a war, and the State Department to try to replace Bashar al-Assad because, hell, we got to support Israel and their idea of, uh, of a uh, greater Israel, right, Trump? I mean, come on, dude. <clears throat> you know, they keep comparing Trump 
to Hitler. You know, Trump is being compared a lot to Hitler and to Mussolini and, uh, you know, who knows what else, right? And I'm like, Trump's no Hitler. Trump understood the problem. Trump actually understood the problem. I mean, Hitler understood the problem. The Germans understood the problem. Trump doesn't understand. Trump, Trump, when it comes to the Israeli side of things, he's a MAGA guy, but he doesn't understand the problem. You're still going to have the problem. After Trump's gone, the problem will still be there. You're going to have all these Jews running your media, all these Jews running your cultural centers, all these Jews running your banking and finance, all these Jews running your legal departments. Everywhere you look, Jews are going to be in the medical establishment. They're still going to be killing your children. They're still going to be killing you. And all of this, do you really think Trump's going to take a sledgehammer to that? No, he is a Zionist. And that's what American patriots have to understand. Trump is going to give you a victory of sorts, but he is not going to give you a good final victory. He's going to give you a victory of sorts. And somebody later on down the road is going to have to come to the fore and say, enough is enough is enough of this Jewish control of our country. And Trump's not going to give you that. He's going to give you some victories. But where are you after four years of Trump? You're here today. Your economy's imploding. You're being murdered, literally left and right. Uh, people are dying left and right. I think on data shows heart failures have spiked a thousand percent among pilots in 2022. In addition, according to DMED, 2021 saw drastic spikes in a variety of diagnoses for serious medical issues over the previous year average, including hypertension, neurological disorders, multiple sclerosis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, breast cancer, female infertility, pulmonary embolism, migraines, ovarian dysfunction, testicular cancer, and tachycardia. This data was first brought to light in January of 2022. However, at the time, Defense Health Agency's Armed Forces Surveillance Division spokesman Peter Graves attempted to dismiss the data the significance claiming that a convenient data corruption glitch happened that made the pre-2021 numbers appear far lower than the actual numbers of cases for those years. But if you go back to a letter from July, the U.S. Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness, Gilbert Cisneros Jr., acknowledged the authenticity of that data. Ridiculousness. To read more about these spikes in various health issues, go to LifeSiteNews.com. Pentagon data shows heart failure. So, you know, that's what Trump's still going to give you. Trump is, again, pro-vaccine. His wife may not be, but Trump is pro-vaccine. He's pro-killing people, but he wants to do it through the vaccines. That apparently seems... People will try to always tell you, oh, Trump's vaccine was ivermectin, and it was, uh, oh, I don't know, whatever they're saying was in that thing, but it was ivermectin and vitamin C. You know, that was Trump's vaccine. And the military, it, it, it would have been a lot worse. Dudes, people are dropping like flies everywhere. You know, fortunately, not here. Seriously. We don't have people dying here. I mean, I think the $100 million that they gave to Gabby uh, says, okay, don't kill us. Here's your $100 million. Something like that. And Trump uh, Trump actually took Gabby and uh, basically tried to destroy them. And guess what happened? Well, you can see. Anyways, uh, you know, that's the battlefront moving forward. The military-industrial complex and the medical industry are two of the most dangerous industries on the planet. 
The medical industry is a military-grade facility. It is responsible for the production of all of these bioweapons that you are seeing people being killed with as we go in today. It's it's very, very, very clear what is happening. And it's not like people don't get it. Uh, people do get it now. It's starting to get more and more play out there. But you're going to have to take these things on, and Trump's not going to do that for you. Maybe Trump secures your border. Maybe. And maybe Trump does get this um, this deportation plan in motion and gets everything done. But you, the people, you're going to have to take out the communists. You, the people, are going to have to take out the Jewish people, and Trump is probably going to sign laws that prevent you from doing that. You don't love it. You don't love Jews enough. You need to. You need to love killing kids. I mean, that's what Trump is trying to tell us here when he says Israel first, Israel first. You have to go along and say it's okay. Bibby's awesome. Let's go ahead and kill more people because Bibby said so. Uh, and until Trump changes, that's going to be my position on the guy. And if you don't like it, too bad. Frankly, it's just too bad. Of course, the World Health Organization, they want to get their pandemic treaty uh, done this coming, what, in May? They're starting to complain that based on their analysis, a lot of countries are going to, quote, unquote, miss the deadline. Hell, we don't need the World Health Organization. They should all be rounded up, tried for international crimes against humanity, genocide, and then tried. And Bill Gates is out there trying to push his vaccines, and he, he's like, you become, you know, sad. Nobody wants my vaccine. COVID has also changed our relationship to, to health care. What, what does that mean for vaccination hesitancy in developing countries and developed nations? Well, the, you know, the misinformation about vaccines uh, and associating certain people like myself or Fauci having malign intent with vaccines, that was most acute in the United States. But uh, the pandemic, which you would have thought, wow, global health research, talking about health, being ready for the next pandemic, you know, when you've got millions of deaths, isn't that, you know, it's a tragedy. Isn't it at least there a benefit that health is on the agenda? Sadly, it's a topic nobody wants to talk about because it was painful. You know, it's over. Uh, let's move on from that. Here's what Gates isn't saying is this. There weren't any excess deaths. Again, here's the problem everybody has. The global leadership, if you want to call it leadership of this planet, what they do is they operate purely on deception lies with the intent to deceive. Straight up. The Israelis, prime examples. Every other speech they give about justifying their mass murder going on or ongoing in Gaza, the mass murders are conducting and the mass roundups and the mass oppression that's going on in the West Bank today, which is just as, it's not as bad as Gaza, but it's still very, 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 um, Atrocious. Well, I guess if that's a good word, uh, what uh, to explain what's going on in the West Bank? They always start by saying Hamas did this on October seventh, and then from there everything else follows, and it's all bullshit. Nothing happened. All the deaths were caused by Jews against themselves. You've seen the parking lots. Many dozens, if not over a hundred cars, completely burned out, melted to the cement, basically, melted to the ground. 
that's done by hellfire missiles. These the Palestinians didn't have any weaponry that could do anything of that nature of destruction. You saw the lines of cars coming in and out of Gaza. The only people that could have done that are Jews. The, the Palestinians didn't have the arsenals to do that type of damage. So when you hear about all this carnage and then you throw in the 40 babies and the, the baby in the oven, all the other stupid, idiotic, childish, dumb as you know what bullshit that the Jews will throw out in their propaganda machines. And they always start their arguments with these deceptions. Gates has his deceptions. Oh, there were millions of deaths and it was very painful. No, there weren't any millions of deaths. What was painful was the psychological warfare that people like Gates did against the world using his media. It's a completely unexpected assortment of people. There is no thread that I can find that connects all of the people who've popped up in my life to be that lone, brave person in the crowd who says, no, thank you. You could not have known who these people are. They don't fit a common profile. Some are people like me. Some of them don't look like me at all. Some of them are people I despised on political grounds just a few years ago. But there's in one case someone who I made fun of on television, who was really the embodiment of everything I found repulsive, who in the middle of COVID decided, no, I'm not going along with this. And once you say one true thing and stick with it, all kinds of other true things occur to you. The truth is contagious. And the second you decide to tell the truth about something, you are filled with this. I don't want to get supernatural on you. But you are filled with this power from somewhere else. Try it. I disagree with you. We'll talk about these issues in the open regardless of the color of our skin. The more you tell the truth, the stronger you become. That's completely real. But you look around and you see these people and some of them really have paid a heavy price for telling the truth. And they are cast out of their groups, whatever those groups are, but they do it anyway. My dear, I was in deep meditation for our Kundalini Tantric sharing when I sensed a disturbance in the farce. Yes, my darling Michael, I sense it too. Something is changing with my lost weekend with Giuseppe the G-Man. Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Hey. <laughs> Listen, guess what today is? Hall day! That's right, Truthaholics. Your lost weekend with Giuseppe now begins on Hump Day. Hall day! The Sane Asylum Hump Day Hootenanny, Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. The Sane Asylum Thirsty for Truth, Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. The Perfect Triangle, TGIF Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Your Messiac must rest on the Sabbath. 
Then, the fastest hour in talk radio, the worldwide simulcast of the Sunday Night Sane Asylum on republicbroadcasting.org and speakfreeradio.com. If you miss any live show, head over to the podcast section at speakfreeradio.com to guzzle you some truth. You're listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform. the pitch inside the eye live coming to you live from Riyadh. nice night here i don't know it's about 67 very nice night i'm actually i moved because i tried to get better signal you know for the for the website you know try to get to streamyard we had very bad luck last week so i figured well let me go to the front of the house but it's tea time it's actually tea time i, I gotta get some tea here it's three hour show what the heck so there's oops there's my there's my tea and uh, welcome, everybody. If you want to join me, I think I'm in the Speak Free Radio at speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. That's speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. If you'd like to call into the show, 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. And again, I hear we've been losing audio a lot. Don't know why that is. Frankly, I can't control it because I don't know what's causing it, but I think it's a bad USB thing, uh, USB connection. I think, anyways, welcome back. <clears throat> uh, chat room should be doing just fine. I'm going to go jump over there real fast inside the iLive.com forward slash live dash chat, and it is uh, just quiet. It's actually quiet. That's for us quiet now, but it's still humming along, and... Germany, apparently, yes. I heard about that. They're just mentioning they have a new party coming along in Germany. And uh, I think it's headed up by a former guy, maybe the former head of internal intelligence, something like that. Uh, um, going to be formed after part of the CDU, the, the Christian Democratic Union, something like that. Uh, the Alls for Deutschland party, is that it? No, I don't think it's EFT. It's a different party. And they say it's not improbable or impossible that they will actually, actually, uh, collaborate with the, uh, AFD. So, you know, you see a lot of different right wing, not right wing, patriotic, uh, populist movements coming along in Europe. Germany is one of them. 
But it's been interesting because in Europe we've had massive protests now by farmers. And that would include in uh, Germany, massive. We've seen massive protests by farmers in France. We have seen the Dutch, of course, they tried to take away 3,000 plus farms in, in the Netherlands. I think they've stopped that for now. Uh, the Polish farmers are getting involved in some of these ongoing protests. We have Slovakia has come right out. I think it's Slovenia or Slovakia has said, look, we are going to be working with Hungary. We are blocking any and all attempts now, uh, to continue to fund Ukraine. So Ukraine is in a very big bind there. They're trying to steal something like $300 billion worth or euro worth of Russian assets that are still parked and frozen by the European Union inside of the European Union. There's looks like they're not going to be able to steal that money after all, even though they have been trying to come up with a way to steal it. A lot of countries are saying, hey, look, this isn't going to be very good if we weaponize the euro. Um, already the euro sucks. Uh, obviously, Germany is in the, in the throes now of deindustrialization. A lot of their economies are collapsing. They are technically in a in a recession now. What they want to avoid now is a depression. Of course, America they say is actually in a recession too, but they're not admitting to the uh, the numbers. So that um. Going back to the Aleutian story that we were talking about earlier in the previous half hour, we had the the downing of an aircraft, 65 POWs. And, and really the tragic thing about Ukraine is that what they were looking to do is pass a law that would essentially allow the Ukrainian government to mobilize pretty much everybody. It would have been one of the most draconian um, enlistment schemes or... What's the term I'm looking for? Um, conscription. Conscription schemes, um, in his, in the world, you know. And, and it was going to become, it was very, going to be very popular. Already was unpopular. The, the situation in Ukraine is actually very, 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 very bad. You know, they've lost a lot of their soldiers. They've lost an entire generation. You know, if you, if you, you remember the old Kingston Trio song? At least it was sung by Kingston Trio. Where have all the flowers gone? Um, that's kind of Ukraine. You look at what Ukraine, you listen to that song, and that's Ukraine. It's been a nightmare, and it's not getting better anytime soon for them. And, and it's this war, I think, is going to go on at least for another 9, 10 months, maybe into 2026 or 2025. We will have to wait and see. The, the Russians seem to be content or intent on trying to finish this war this coming year. So if you don't have money from the United States, don't have money from the European Union, uh, probably within about two to three more months, Ukraine is going to run out of not just ammunition, but they're going to run out of money also. They're not going to be able to afford to pay anybody. So obviously it's going to become very, very critical now. It already is critical, but the Ukrainians are going to find themselves in a very, very difficult situation moving forward. So the downing of this aircraft, what it did is it made Zelensky and the current ruling regime in Kiev look exceedingly bad. Here you are trying to recruit more and more people. And you're going full Jewish on everybody. And when we say full Jewish, you're murdering your own people, your own soldiers, just to make a point. That's kind of like what it looks like. So when you had 
the Ukrainians coming out again and saying, hey, look, there was some uh, high-value targets there. Well, how would you like to be the soldier that has to go out to speak to the wife or the mother or the father or the brother, the, sis- the sister, whatever, and you got to tell them, you know, um, you should be proud because we killed your brother today because there was a high-value target on the Aleutian 76, and we got him. So you're going to tell 65 different families plus plus that you murdered all of their siblings, all of their cousins, whatever the case may be, because you were seeking a high value target. Well, that's what's going on in Israel today, too, with the Hannibal Directive. They're literally killing everybody that has been taken prisoner or taken captive, taken hostage, taken whatever, prisoner of war. Most of these Israeli soldiers, by the way, they're not hostages. They're prisoners of war. I mean, you think about it. Again, it's Jews are using the stupidest language. Listen, if you're a soldier, an Israeli soldier, and you've been captured, you're a prisoner of war. You're not a hostage. What's a hostage is when you go out and you take children and you hold the children just to keep the parents from from saying anything because you want to keep everybody quiet. That's a hostage. Or you take the the, the wife because you want to keep the you want to do something to the husband or something. What the Jews do is take hostages. If you take military personnel, that's a prisoner of war. Plain and simple. So it looks very bad. I guess the only thing to say here is it looks very, very bad for the Ukrainians. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. And uh, just have to wait and see now. You know, the war goes on. And you've got this city called Evdeevka. And if Evdeevka is lost, it's going to be a huge loss to the Ukrainians. Maybe it'll take another two months or so to take over the city. It's going to fall. It's going to fall. This big town by the name of Seversk is also becoming somewhat into some type of a strategic vice. It looks very, very bad for the Ukrainians, no matter how you look at what's going on. Interesting developments in the social media. You know, normally I tell you, you can follow me at uh, Telegram, right? Radio ITEL, Telegram. Also, I would say follow me at Radio ITEL on Gab. Well, I'm actually blocked from Gab now. I cannot get into my Gab account to the normal channels. It doesn't work. Gab has actually blocked me. And I don't I don't believe it's Gab that's doing the blocking. I believe it's their their uh I don't know, their scanning screening service, Cloudfare, which I believe is a Jewish run company. So I've contacted Gab, you know, trying to get my account back. And as you know, in the social media world, the first reaction is, oh, hell, they banned me. You know, they banned me. And so, but I don't feel the gap. I know that Tarba bans me. I know Tarba, who's the owner of of uh, Gab, I know he's blocked me. I don't have access to anything he does. So it tells you Fetch is somebody. I mean, you're getting blocked by, by the owner of the site. So, okay, he knows Fetch. Uh, for some reason, he's blocked me. But I don't know why. And, you know, I, but he's always been very straight. You know, he's for free speech. Yes, he banned me. Uh, fair enough. He has that right. Uh, no, no harm, no foul in my book. You know, you have that right. I still, I still like what you're doing. I think your Christian nationalism is a bit over the top, but, but it's okay. You know, at the same time, I can always be wrong also. And, uh, so I like what Torb is doing with Gab. And then the past week, I've been blocked. Literally, I've just been blocked. I can't get in. And no matter what I do, it's blocked. To send a letter. So I have sent emails now out to Gab, 
Uh, I was able to get into a secure channel. Um, couldn't post, but I was able to actually see something at least to get the support email. So I got the support email and uh, emailed them out. And uh, I did get some responses back actually like within 10 minutes. It's like, damn, that's pretty good. And they said, if you're using a VPN, stop. And I was like, I'm not, but I'm still blocked. So I'm still not able to add to Gab anymore. So all of my social media accounts now relative to this show have been taken down. Literally every single one of any significance has been taken down. I don't have, frankly, um, like before, a social media presence. Uh, I have to rebuild. Again, that takes a lot of time to rebuild everything. But nonetheless, it's going to have to be rebuilt. And um, what can I say? It's just... Uh, it's just the world we live in today. All the censorship, you know, people can say what they want. But again, there's there's a lot of censorship out there, and it's hard to break through the channels, hard to break through the, uh, hard to break through all the various, um, not just censorship, but running, and who knows what else you want to say is going on out there, but it's very difficult. You know, Trudeau is a, what a flake. Trudeau. Uh, they're talking about Tucker Carlson in a few speeches this week. My very first call this year was with Volodymyr Zelensky, who wanted to know that Canada still stood with him, that Canadians still stood with him. And I told him, yes, we do. The Canadian government and most of the parties in the House will continue to stand with him. But Pierre Polyev... And his conservatives chose to vote against support for Ukraine, calling it a faraway foreign land to appease Putin apologists like Tucker Carlson and those who enable him. While he does that, we have people like Yvonne Baker and Mark Gerritsen who are showing liberal government won't back down when it comes to standing up to bullies and fighting for democracy at home and around the world. Now, these guys are such morons. I swear. The current political establishment, the current political class are the most the most immature, psychopathic morons I've ever seen. I mean, these guys are just morons. You know, they will literally drain their countries dry. They will destroy their nations to push some stupid childish agenda that's going to fail. I mean, think about it. Zelensky is going to beat Russia, right? Really, really, Zelensky, and you're going to just stand firm. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and beat our head up against the wall another 60,000 times until we break the wall down, right, Trudeau? You know, these guys, you listen to them talk. Seriously, what idiots. I mean, I, I have zero respect for these people. And, uh, of course, we're now entering into the, the, I guess, the 2024 campaign. Trump is like, like, no, man, don't declare me a winner yet. I want to win this thing fair and square. I'd rather do it the old-fashioned way. Talk about how just drop it. That's what we need a primary for. Trump, you're in. Trump's, no, 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 no. I, I, like, the, I like the notoriety. It's good to get the Get the people fired up, get them out. We need to get them to vote. And um, on the other side, like if Trump comes to power, oh, oh my gosh, I mean, we're going to lose our democracy. November of, of, of 2024, binary. And on the other side, you've got 
someone who has said that if he were back in office, he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots. Someone who has said that they will go after their political enemies and and applauds dictators, indicating that he would be one. Let's be really clear about what's at stake. And then, yes, of course, there is then a desire that let's get out there because we can't lose this democracy. We can't. What I'm thinking here, guys, is obviously this clown of a vice president who couldn't even get as many votes. Hell, I could probably get as many votes as her just as a protest vote, right? So this clown is up there projecting everything. Oh, they're going to weaponize the Department of Justice. What the frick do you think has happened? Once you get Jews in power, everything becomes weaponized. Your money's weaponized. Your Department of Justice is weaponized. Your FBI is weaponized. The CIA is weaponized. The military is weaponized. The entire process is weaponized. Give us a freaking break again. But she's like... We're going to lose our democracy. Well, you need to lose your democracy because your democracy, frankly, is a dictatorship that you're saying Trump will bring you. See, here's the thing with Trump. I don't really worry about saying something uh, if uh, Trump is in power. He thinks I don't love Jews enough, but I don't see him putting me in jail for that. He might. He might. Uh, you know, he might. Sure. Um, but I don't see it happening. But what I do see happening right now is that if I were to broadcast in certain circles and then this, quote unquote, this liberal Western democracy, uh, I would not be able to do what I do. I would be I would be either shut up. I would be visited. I would be threatened. Maybe I would be arrested. Who knows? For what? When you think about it, really, when you really, really think about it, for what? Because a bunch of clowns, a bunch of losers can't control the narrative without silencing their opposition? Because that's exactly what Jews are all about. See, in a Jewish world, everything has to be silenced to preserve the great lie. And that's how we live today, the great lie. It's International Holocaust Remembrance Day. It's all about remembering the great lie. And gee, you got a bill now in Florida, I think it's been sponsored something like, uh, it's a ridiculous figure, like 100, whatever, 34 to 15 or some crazy figure number like that. And all they're doing is they are, they're going to pass a law that equates anti-Semitism to the current definition advanced by the International Holocaust uh, something council or something, International Holocaust Remembrance Council or something like that. Or association. So now, if you criticize Israel, and you like say, you know what, I'm not for this genocide in my name, you're an anti-Semite, you can be arrested. You could be denied jobs. See, you, you can't criticize the almighty Jew. And every time I look at a Jew nowadays, I think, oh, you're the almighty one, right? You're almighty to me, correct? Let me just get this straight. I want to, you're Jewish. Let me just answer this question before we get started. You're holier than me, right? You're better than me, right? You're more superior. You're more intellectual than me, right? Let's just get these off the table before we even start our relationship. You're superior to everybody. Is that correct? Is that how we're going to start? And people should almost have this conversation with Jews straight up. 
put them on the spot. You're, are you superior to the rest of us? You're Jewish, right? You're chosen, right? The rest of us are dog shit, right? Isn't that what you believe? And put them on the spot. Let them know they're not welcome. Because you're not welcome where they are. Try to go in the synagogue, guys. Try. You think you're going to be freaking welcome? See, there's not enough of a combative spirit right now in the American people. I'm not saying do stupid things, but hey, look, I'm your Jewish. Oh, really? Let me ask you a couple questions. How many people died in the Holocaust? And they say six million. They say, no, 62 million. You Jews killed that many in Russia. Why didn't you honor that one? How many people died in the Holocaust? They go six million. No, 12 million died in Armenia. That was brought about by Donma Jews. You didn't know about that one? Why are you not talking about that one? How many Germans died after the war? Well, we, we had six, yeah, 9.2 to 11 million Germans died after the war. How many Germans died in a Jewish concentration camp put out there by Eisenhower? 1.5 million. Why don't you recognize all of these holocausts? Why is it you think you're special? Tell me, why are you Jews special? Tell me, what, what is it about you that makes you special? See, these are questions I would have with them. I don't give a crap anymore. Because I already know they want to play this this morally superior game on us. That somehow they're the ones that are so morally superior to everybody that they can say and do whatever they want. And it's the lamest, dumbest freaking thing I have ever seen, frankly. It, it just boggles my mind, the arrogance of these people in the Jewish community. On this clip here, uh, that's Carrie Lake and LCH. I should have labeled these. I should have labeled these things because it would have been better to label it. This one. But son, we have hey, an addition. So challenge. But son, we have. That's not it. So challenge of C. Klaus, you can wait. Klaus, just shut up for a second, jeez. Uh, Ecocide as a word is becoming more. No, no, that doesn't have it. I had to find that thing because it was it was a television show broadcast in the UK, and the presenter just went off on the people. Oh my God! And this, uh, you can't be putting Jews on that level. It was the most arrogant, stupid, idiotic, childish thing I've ever heard. And these people running our national airways. Literally, they run the national airways. Dumbest people I've ever seen. I don't know why people don't just start calling them out that way, by the way. Um, by the way, I, I haven't seen anything, but um, is it actually, we should have been tasked now the... Uh, uh, what do you call it? The 24 hours? Is that 24 hours up yet? As far as the, uh, what do you call it? As far as the, um, the, the uh, what do you call that? The, uh, the threat by Biden? You know, that 24 hours, is that come due now? Is that finished? It should have been. Maybe I just, it's hard to talk and get these stories at the same time. Um, I don't see it. I wish I could find that clip. That's Trump. No, that's seizing that, and that's that, and that's that. That Trump, China, 
I don't have it. Okay, I must not have saved. That's too bad. Somewhere I have it, but I don't have it here. Okay, anyways, I wish I could have found that clip. It was very, very, very fascinating the way this woman was behaving. Uh, let's see then. Um, Tucker, of course, has, to me, he's just come full circle. Maybe I'm incorrect, but to me, he's come full, full circle. What he talks about is laughing at your enemies or laughing in the face of your enemy literally stop taking them so serious um and the second thing i notice is the politeness of the people that's real and the third thing i notice is that all the comedians left decades ago and it brings it out in me and i making fun of canadians and i as i've already told you and i, th I hope it's obvious is done with love but I, i just can't control myself because no one will ever laugh at your joke and so every time I go to Toronto, which I try not to do, but um, I, I do, every time I check in a hotel, I'm like, well, you, you guys have hot water? Like, where'd you get all the electricity? This is unbelievable. And they always have the same responses. We've had electricity for a long time, eh? <laughs> like, no, it's a joke. <laughs> you don't really have sled dog parking in front. I know that. No, we haven't had sled dogs in a long time, eh? And so <laughs> I just love it. I've told so many sled dog and Olsen jokes, it's just, and I'll never stop. But one of the reasons I do it is because I do think it's important to, to laugh at your circumstances, not simply because it makes you feel better, though it does. It, it gives you perspective on them. And humor requires some distance, some critical distance, both from yourself and from your surroundings. And you can't really see things clearly until you have that. And so if you have a country where the funny people feel like they have to leave, that's a huge problem. And that's the first problem. The second problem is you can't really be effective as a political movement or resistance movement, which effectively you are, if you don't laugh at your enemies. Because not only are they evil, and they are, they're also ludicrous. They're ludicrous. And it's really important to say that because it saps their power immediately. Laughing at somebody, and if you're a married man, you know that, no, it's true. Your wife could come and hit you in the face with a two-by-four, and that would be less painful than having her laugh derisively at you, particularly when you get out of the shower. That would just end it for you. That would end it. Your male power would evaporate like a puddle on a hot day, like you'd be done, because it has that effect. And so to look, look at your enemies, let's say you had some sort of weird prime minister like to dress up in fussy costumes. It would be super important to point that out a lot. Like, relentlessly. Somebody told me last night that his base, I, I was asked, we had this wonderful dinner last night with two of the most famous people in Canada, probably the two most famous people, Lord Black and my friend, Dr. Jordan Peterson. And I asked, um, I asked, like, is there anyone in the country who supports this guy? He's so tough. I don't know. I don't
CEO of United Airlines last month, the CEO, he announced of all the hiring for all the new pilots that are coming up this year, all the hiring for the new pilots, the main focus is going to be diversity. What? <laughs> diversity? Not the best pilots you can find? The ones with the most hours of experience? Nope, diversity. I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of flying all the time with these white pilots landing safely and on time. <laughs> Boring. The Fetch and Inside the Eye Live is not always so serious, guys. You know, we have a lot of fun on this show, but it just, you can't tell. <laughs> We're trying to be serious all the time, but at 3 Heck, my chat room is so dead right now. It's like I got nine people there. Join us in the chat room, everybody. Inside <laughs> oh, dear. I'm so honored to be your first guest. That is, you are my great. guest. Yeah, it's kind of cool, huh? Yeah, it is indeed. I'm thinking about being a lady co-host. What do you think? I should add a lady co-host to this? Just, we'll just change the whole format for Thursday. I'll bring in a late I think it's nice if you've got someone you can bounce on. Be careful. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Is this live? <laughs> Actually, yes, it is. I'm not listening to this. I'm not listening back to this part. Please. You know, maybe maybe Grizzlin's going to cut this part out. He's going to cut it out and say, this wasn't live. I know they were making a mistake. <laughs> Everybody, <clears throat> welcome back. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live Intelligent Media for the Politically Aware. It is again, it's Saturday, January the 27th, 2024. I hope you're having a great uh, Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning, whatever the case may be. And again, we're having a great time here in Riyadh. The weather's just been fantastic here, to be honest with you. I've been very busy, uh, as you can imagine. But, um, the weather's been just fantastic. You know, you go out at night, it's very fresh. The breeze is fresh. The air is fresh, as, at least for the desert. You can go out into the desert. If you want, it's a little bit cooler. You get away from the city, it's a little bit cooler. But nonetheless, guys, we've been having a great winter here. If you want to come and visit, 
Uh, this is the time of year to come to Riyadh for sure. You'll, you will not be disappointed with the weather. If you want to take, partake of what's going on with Riyadh seasons, there's so much to do. I'll be honest though. I don't know much about what's going on this year. I've been so busy. Haven't followed Riyadh seasons at all. Actually, I stopped following Riyadh seasons. So for Riyadh seasons, anybody's out there listening. I stopped when they basically said you can't go to any venue unless you're getting vaccinated. I'm like, screw you then. <laughs> really screw you. Nothing you're giving me is worth my life. And, and I'm a white guy. And if you're not that smart and you don't understand that Jews are trying to kill people, well, that's not on me. That's on you. So take your events and screw you. I'm just not going to ever go. And I've never had a desire to go ever since, you know, ever since they forced this vaccine on people and said, you can't do anything without the vaccine. Um, can't go. I've actually turned down business, guys. I've turned down business where uh, they said, if you want to come on this base to take a look at one, two, three, four, uh, you got to bring your vaccine stuff. I said, well, then I'm not doing business with you, dude. I don't need it. You know, I don't need to go do business with Pfizer or some other company per se uh, to come see you. If that's the terms of your deal, then go find somebody else. I don't need you. Uh, you're not going to be there when I'm sick from this crap. So uh, screw you. It's it's like, forget it. Whatever I'm going to make, I have a risk of losing it in spades, including my life later. So I'm just not going to do it. And uh, so I never, lots of business I turned away. I knew people, by the way, here, uh, left the country. They they didn't want to risk it. They were in particular businesses that didn't allow them the freedom to move, you know, because they were kind of in the institutional part of the society. So they left. A lot of smart, talented people left, frankly. Got replaced with a lot of lesser, cheaper, woke people. Congratulations to that one, guys. That one worked out for you. Going to be interesting this coming week and a half, though. Got the World Defense Show coming up. It should be an interesting gathering. I'm looking forward to meeting people coming in from all over Italy, France, Germany. So not, you can't do business with the Germans here. It's like, forget it. If you're German, it's like nobody cares. <clears throat> they have offices here, but it's like nobody cares. Them and the Canadians. People really don't care about the Canadians. All right, telephone lines like to get in three two three two seven five one three one four. That's one three two three two seven five one three one four. If you'd like to come in through the back channel, speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. That is speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. We're going into the break, we had just a little bit of time, so we played a clip from Tucker Carlson and what he was saying, kinda of like, you know, I'm I, I guess I'm not sharing Tucker's way, but I agree with the guy. You know, my way is like, stop giving the, stop giving your enemy this idea that they're actually making any sense. Now, maybe your way is to just laugh at them. That's good. It's like, what? You're, you, I, I'm sorry. Uh, killing 6,000 kids is protecting yourself. Um, can you give us the Yiddish translation? Cause that doesn't make sense in English. I'm at the stage of just questioning their ability to use English. And it's like, no, because I understand English and what's going on doesn't describe what you're doing. So clearly you don't know what you're doing when you're using the English language. This is a, kind of one of the ways I'm looking at taking it, uh, especially people that try to pass it along that they're, you know, so genius here. It's like, but uh, you killed 10,000 kids. Uh, I was uh, what I'm I'm because I you did something to me 10 months ago. I get to co go kill 20,000 kids today. Uh, what type of bizarre language is this? It just doesn't make sense. You know, 
There's a lot of rumors that America is preparing for war. We're preparing for war. Uh, same in the UK. You know, they're preparing for war. They're preparing for war. the Swedes, the same thing. The Germans have come out and said, oh, the populace, we need to prepare for war. You know, everybody seems to want to tell their population that we need to prepare for war against the Russians. And like the Russians, you know, they'll talk to people like you. They'll talk to people like me for sure. If they get to know me. They'll talk to me. They wouldn't have a problem talking to me. And um, what do we need to go to war with these guys for? The war is against the Israelis. The war is against Jewish power in America. That's where the war has to be focused on. What Jews have done through their DEI is they've made it completely uh, impalatable, not palatable. What's the word there? Impalatable? Unpalatable? To actually serve in the military. We're like 50,000 people short so far. We're going to go down to about 80,000 short. We just can't get anybody to go in. You know, they've been so anti-white, uh, so pro-LGBT, so pro-diversity that if you go in as a white person, you just look, you know, nobody says you need to abuse people. I know whites did a lot of effort to try to take away the abuse over the last 40 years. And now it's just completely come full circle and whites are abused everywhere within the military but they're the one only they're not the only ones but they're one of the, certainly the most uh, stable intellectual warriors that the united states is going to produce you're not going to produce it out of a bunch of these immigrants coming in they're not vested in the country at all so why would they even take care of thinking about fighting for the united states because they're not so you have a big problem again with with uh, recruitment. And it's not just here. It's in the UK as well. So, Lance Corporal Johnson reporting for duty and responding to the appeal from General Sanders for a citizen army and encouraging young people across the country to think of the attractions, advantages of some kind of military training or service. Because at the moment they think it's either uncool or unethical or perhaps they're not following General Sanders, they're following Colonel Sanders. To find out what we need to do about it, read my column in the Daily Mail. So, this clown Boris Johnson is like, maybe you think he's not cool. No, people aren't going in, you freaking moron, because you're not a British Army. You're a globalist LGBTQ diversity military. You're not fighting. If you were to join the British military today, you're not fighting for the UK. You're not fighting for British interests. The UK government doesn't even care about the British people anymore. But all of a sudden, when they need to go to war, all of a sudden you're important to them. Oh my gosh, they need you to, they need you to, to, uh, come full circle. You know, you're going to have to, um, Sign up, you know, we need you because you're going to be fighting a war soon and we need you white people to actually go fight that war for us. And white people are like, no way, we're checking out of this crap. You're not getting that old standard white recruit, not in America, not in the UK. Germany has a big problem with their military. France, I'm not so sure about. But in the United States, it's like to get people to sign up, you just need to uh, 
you just need to um, be walking. You know what I mean? You just need to to literally be walking. You need to you need to be able to breathe. You need to be able to I don't know, maybe blink your eyes. If you can blink your eyes, you know they'll take you. Because at the stage now that the U.S. military is so desperate, they don't have any standards. I'm about to call the United States Navy. You're going to want to hear this conversation. America's Navy, this pay officer Adam. Hey, Adam. This is Cody. I'm calling from Washington State. Hello, Cody. I am in Oregon State. Yes. I just heard on TikTok that you guys are no longer requiring GEDs or high school diplomas. Is that true? Will do, senior. You still there? Yes. Okay. So the new work, so yeah, apparently it is, that is correct. Uh, the, but the caveat to that is you have to score 50 or above on the ASVAB. All right. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Looks like we're going to war. Well, thanks for Thanks for giving me information. Oh, well, let's hope not, but uh, thanks for giving me some information. So I appreciate it, and I learned a little bit, so uh, good to go. Uh, yeah, if you get any more questions or anything, reach out to us, okay? I appreciate that. Have a good day. Straight from the horse's mouth, we're going to war. I wouldn't say we're going to war right now, but imagine right now in the United States, okay, we you have military hardware, over-engineered, frankly, it's over-engineered, built by my generation. I mean, the last aircraft I worked on was the F-22, and that's probably the best aircraft we have, and that was the last one I worked on. I worked on every single military program from F-16, FA-117, the stealth fighter, the B-2 bomber. I worked on the F-A-18, I worked on the, what else, uh, the B-2 I mentioned. I, I did some work on the B-1. I did some work on the F-22. And, of course, you work on some of the experimental aircraft. I worked on some of the Sikorsky aircraft. Um, and probably every single Boeing ship set that delivered up through, like, 1998 to 1999. Now, this is, of course, a long time ago. But it just also tells you just how old these engineering designs really are. They came out later with the Abrams tank. The Abraham the Abrams tank um, is very difficult to operate. It breaks down very easily. It, it essentially demands so much maintenance. It's kind of a cool thing, but it's cool in an ideal world, not necessarily a combat operation world. You've got other aircraft, let's say the like the Poseidons, the uh, the various uh, sub chasers. You've got to get on and off aircraft with uh, helicopters and aircraft. You're going to have to work on some of this equipment, like uh, howitzers, other other technology that they're still developing that that we're not a part of today. And your recruiting basis, or your recruiting base, doesn't even have a high school degree. They don't have a GED. They don't have a high school degree. They're basically uneducated. Obviously, if you don't have an education, you don't have a high school degree, then you're going to be going into the U.S. military, and you're going to be tasked with maintaining or operating 
hardware that was designed by people probably 40 percentage points above your brain IQ-wise. And somehow, the U.S. military thinks they're going to win a battle. They're going to be able to go to war with this type of chafe as their military basis or their, as their personnel. And of course, nobody wants to go in. All the intelligent people are saying, screw this. We're not going in. It's just not going to happen. And yet we're having this major exercise in Europe. You've got every day missiles being shot at, shot off of Yemen's coast at U.S. destroyers. We're getting some spectacular hits now by the Yemenis. The Iraqis this week announced that they bombed Ashdod Port, and they actually did hit it, suppressed in the news. Again, Hezbollah has been raining down lots of weapons on various command and control centers in northern Israel. The Israelis right now have evacuated over 80,000 civilians from the north because it's too dangerous. Another forty to 70,000 have been evacuated from the south because it's, quote-unquote, too dangerous. You have 300,000 Israeli reservists currently serving in the military on active duty. So that's 300,000 men taken away from the Jewish economy. You have another 2.5 million Israelis who have just simply straight up and left the country. It looks to me like two nations, if the cards are played right, will not exist in the next 10 years. One of those for sure is going to be Ukraine. It is not going to exist, and it may actually cease to exist as a country. If it exists, it will be nothing but a fraction of its former self, and it will be completely dominated by, this, by, the, by the Russians and other guarantors. It will not be sovereign as it was before. But, you know, Israel is filled with shitty people, with a shitty mentality, with a genocidal mindset, with this belief in their own superiority that do not want peace, that support the mass murder of everybody that is not Jewish. And you say, Fetch, it's not all of them. Who gives a damn at this stage? Do you think uh, somebody that's going out and bombing like Gaza to rubble? I'm supposed to, we're supposed to care about that people? No, I don't think so. You know, the word need, needs to get out. Jews did 9-11. We spent 20 years in Afghanistan when it was the Israelis who did 9-11. How stupid was that? Again, all this action we do on deception. So we're, ba we're basing our actions on a deceptive story. So therefore, we're taking the wrong path to serve the wrong solution or the wrong problem. And of course, we're getting the, uh, co completely wrong results. And people wonder, what the hell? You know, what, what are you doing? Why are we doing this? It's because we have too many idiots literally running the narrative. Personally, I think it's time for the, the Justin Trudeaus, the Bidens, the Mitch McConnells, the uh, Stoltz, Vanderlein, Lagarde, Boris Johnsons, Tony Blair's, Rishi Sunak's, all of these clowns,
need to literally simply disappear. Enough is enough is enough. And we still have to deal with the technocrats, the psychopaths that think that they're so much smarter than the rest of us that they're like Jewish substitutes and they have a they have all the brain power to tell us how to live our lives, what is and isn't a threat, and on and I mean, on. Ecocide as a word is becoming more it's becoming better known around the world, and the concept is generally mass damage and destruction of nature. Um, but legally speaking, um, what our organization and other collaborators aim to do is to have this recognized legally as a serious crime. Because one of the issues that sort of pervades all of this discussion is that we have a kind of cultural, very ingrained habit of not taking taking damage to nature as seriously as we take damage to people and property. Um, and that, I mean, you know, if you're campaigning for human rights, at least you know mass murder, torture, all of these things are serious crimes. But there's no equivalent in the environmental space. Um, and so, and, and you know, unlike a, an international crime like genocide that in, involves a specific intent, with ecocide, what we see is actually what people are trying to do, what businesses are trying to do is make money, is, you know, is farm, is fish, is do all of these things that are, um, you know, producing energy and so on, um, as well. But what's, it, what's missing is the awareness and the conscience around the side effects, around the collateral damage that happens with that. So basically what they're saying is this. Follow that entire argument that they're putting forward. Ireland, you're supposed to kill off 200,000 cows because of the side effects. Netherlands, you're supposed to give up 3,000 of your most productive farms because of the, quote-unquote, the side effects. Germany, you're supposed to stop farming altogether because of, quote-unquote, the side effects. Every other country in the world is supposed to give up farming because of the, quote-unquote, side effects. Everybody wants to give in this, this carbon capture scheme. Carbon, CO2, carbon dioxide, is just part of the circle of life, man. You can't cut it. If you cut it, you cut life itself. CO2 is literally cycled through the, through the ecosphere here. The plants eat it. They breathe it. And when they're done, they give you oxygen. And then we produce a lot of CO2 and the plants eat it up. And then they produce a lot more oxygen. It's just part of the circle of life. What they want to do is cut off the food for the greenery that makes the plant green or the planet green. If you cut off all your CO2, guess what? There's no green. Greenery left on the planet. All your plants would die. Uh, who Again, and people are like, you know, look at your CO2 on your phone and look how much we you, you travel here. Because, you know, you travel to this country, went to that country. This is the amount of CO2 you used. Well, good. I contributed a lot to plants this year. Fantastic. What type of idiot would think otherwise? But see, they want to always make it like you're supposed to be guilty for feeding plants. I mean, think about it. If you are giving out CO2, you're creating food for plants. See, the problem is that we probably don't give out enough CO2. That's why we have CO2 generators working in various hothouses in the agricultural business because we don't have enough CO2. CO2 increases the yield of plants, of crops. Nitrogen increases the yields of crops. So they're going after everything out there that actually benefits 
agriculture. And why? Because they want to kill you. What else would it be? They want to starve you. They want to make you, um, I don't know, um, uh, what's the term here? They want to make you, uh, uh, I guess, uh, void of life? Bring everything back to their desert, you know, so that you, they can just have this nice desert for you to live on. Everything is just go go to the Riyadh, go out to the middle of Riyadh, right? Make it make it's going to be great, fantastic. You know, you're going to love it out here. It's it's fantastic, but you're not going to grow a whole lot. So, <clears throat> Tucker Carlson has been on the trucker, the trucker thing going down again. Seven hundred thousand trucks are beginning heading down into Florida. Again, we should be very careful about Abbott. Again, Abbott is World Economic Forum. Abbott has been supportive of a lot of what's been going on, shipping a lot of people into various states, injecting this uh, this immigration poison really into the veins of the American people. Uh, you know, Los Angeles is gone. I know New York is gone. Uh, Chicago is gone. A lot of cities are now gone. Portland is gone. We're going to have to do a lot to fix all of these problems. And Americans have had enough. You know, they're going to be coming down 700,000 strong. It's going to be like the second. It will be the largest trucker convoy after, of course, what they did in Canada. And that was a huge success. In fact, the I think the uh, court in uh, Ottawa, may not have been Ottawa, but should have been. It's federal court uh, in Canada actually ruled this week that um, Trudeau abused his power. He had no right to do what he did to the truckers. You know, if you recall, Trudeau's out there, you know, making violence against the truckers, stealing their money, taking away their bank accounts, trying to do everything they could to shut down what was one of these really grassroots or appeared to be a grassroots uh, populist uprising against the vaccines. Well, now we're going to see a second one in America, and let's see what happens. Again, it's very important for us to keep everything on track to get through the 2024 election and to win it. You don't want to get into a situation in the United States where the deep state, the Bidens, whatever you want to call this deep state monstrosity, they're going to be able to shut down the election. You're going to need to get these people out of power. You don't want a situation like um, the U.K., where every time you turn around, they just replace the, the the previous clown with another clown. Now you've got some Indian guy that doesn't even understand British culture, apparently, this Rishi Sunak, and he's supposed to be running the UK, but he was never elected. He gets up there and says to the British people, you know, we stand united with with Israel. Well, shit, dude, you just had a case this week where an ITV television guy is interviewing a middle-aged man. He wasn't young. He wanted to get to, I believe, uh, a couple of his family members who had been killed. And after they kind of like stopped the interview, the guy's waving his white flag. Literally, he's got his white flag, walks away, and then there's gunshots. And the Israelis, the Jewish people, just shot this guy that was just interviewed dead. Right then and there, just shot him dead. I mean, can you imagine the Israelis, just what they're really all about? You know, today, today, there's video coming out of people in a refugee area trying to get food, trying to get some water, what little is there. 
There's like over 400,000 people now with serious diseases. So they're trying to get food, and the Israelis, the Jews, opened up with tanks and machine guns just to disperse the crowd. And they'll sit there and try to tell you, oh, well, there were terrorists there. Everybody's a terrorist in the Jewish mind. You're a terrorist. I'm a terrorist. Everyone's a terrorist if you don't agree with the Jewish people. If you don't agree with being basically a slave to Jews, you're a terrorist. Isn't that freaking convenient of these scumbags? You got to look at it that way, too. Because they're at war with you. They're at war with humanity right now. And everyone wants to kind of pretend that it's really not happening. Yet you see it every day on your television screen. It doesn't go away. My goodness. It says here, big, big thing coming out of, uh, I guess, the United States. You know, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, right? And he's meeting with all of these purportedly old Jews that survived the Holocaust. Well, if there was a Holocaust, how the hell did they survive? Seriously. Quoting here, today on International Holocaust Remembrance Day, we mourn one of the darkest chapters in history. And then they said one six million Jews. How come on, guys? There weren't that many freaking idiots. It's a fetch. Inside the Eye Live. Back with more right after this. are most woke and who use the term privileged in that pejorative sense, which Mm. means you have to shut the fuck up. (laughs) They are overwhelmingly white, Mm. affluent, and well-educated. In other words, they are the privileged. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's the privileged who are telling other white people to shut the fuck up. And the irony of this self-selected elite is that they're getting down on everyone else for being privileged, but what they really want is more privilege for themselves. It is a kind of greed because on top of having all the money and the great education and all the status, that's not enough for them. Mm. They have to have the moral high ground. That white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere. Let me tell you a scary story. An economics professor at a local college made a statement that she had never failed a single student before, but had recently failed an entire class. The class had insisted that socialism worked, that no one would be poor and no one would be rich great equalizer. The professor then said, okay, we will have an experiment in this class. 
All grades will be averaged, and everyone will receive the same grade. No one will fail, but no one will receive an A either. After the first test, the grades were averaged, and everyone got a B. The students who studied hard were upset, and the students who studied little were happy. As the second test rolled round, the students who studied little studied even less, and the ones who studied hard decided they wanted a free ride too, so they studied little. The second average test result was a D. No one was happy. When the third test rolled round, the average was an F. As the test proceeded, the scores never improved. As bickering, name-calling, and blame all resulted in hard feelings, and no one would study for the benefit of anyone else. To their great surprise, all failed. And the professor told them that socialism would ultimately fail. Because when the reward is great, the effort to succeed is great. When the government takes away all the reward, no one will try or want to succeed. And that is socialism, my friends. A race to the bottom. You are listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform. Everybody, welcome back. <laughs> All right, welcome back to three hours of int- intelligent media for the politically aware. All right, let's see here. Gosh, we've been doing this a long time, guys. Been a long time. All right, it's the Feds coming to you again from Riyadh. Uh, again, I'm just amazed at the nice weather we're having. Uh, been fantastic. It's shirt sleeve type of weather. You know, it's almost shorts. You know, it's 70, hell, 75, 77. That's, that's short. That's shorts. That's beach weather. Um, right now, it'd be, that'd be cool. Uh, let's see. I don't find that clip. Man, I wanted to find that clip of this woman mocking this guy on, on some British to show. It was absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, uh, you know, it's going to be a showdown this week for sure. Let's see what happens in the United States. Uh, people are saying, look, there's going to be a showdown. I believe there may be. A lot of people are coming in favor of, uh, of Texas when it comes to this deadline for the razor fence to be removed. Hell, I wouldn't remove it. You know what? In this today's day and age, you know, uh, the federal government's already at war with the people anyway. So, okay, let's just go ahead and let them be at war with the people. Uh, there is an insurrection. It's caused by the federal government. They're not protecting the nation and they're guilty of treason. So frankly, that's their primary job is to protect the health and welfare of the people. They didn't do it with COVID. They basically killed everybody. And, uh, when it comes to the, uh, border, they're also not doing anything. 
and uh, let the federals uh, let the feds come. That's what happens. Again, I don't want to see a civil war. I'm gonna get through the 2024 elections. Try to do this civilly, but uh, you know it's gonna be what's gonna be. If you know what I mean, I can't stop it. Could make would be confronting law enforcement or our military, our national guard at our border at this park when we're actually doing the job that the American people want. So if they come down and create a situation, all of America already knows now, they will clearly see that the Democrats are willing to take on a state that is operating under our constitutional right to protect our people and protect this country. I don't think even Biden will make that mistake. We're not looking for a confrontation. We're looking for them to do their damn job and protect the lives of Texans and Americans and protect the borders in this country. And for every person that's died of a fentanyl overdose, for every person that's been murdered by MS-13, for every law enforcement officer who's been killed in the line of duty because these people have crossed the border, that death is on the hands of Joe Biden and this administration and his policies on the border. They should not come and confront us. They should just let us do our job. And there you have it. I think it is that getting that serious. So, so if you have another 700,000 people down in the trucks, uh, maybe a million truckers down there and, and, uh, lending their support. But you know what they did on uh, January 6th, right? The more you brought in, the more they claim that this was an insurrection. And, and that's probably what they're going to try to do again. And they'll just start arresting all the truckers next. And, you know, just, you know, you can't put it past these guys. They need to cling on to power. They're criminals. Traitors. They should hang. Literally, most of them should hang. If not hang, uh, most of them should be put in front of a firing squad. That's uh, from BlackRock, Fink, all the way down. All these people should be arrested and put into literally some docket and tried for what they are doing against the American people. That's... Uh, <clears throat> I wish I could find that darn clip, man. Guys, I, I, I would have sworn it was here, but it's actually not here. I run through my clips, everybody, so it's not here. All right, so that means we've got to keep moving. So, okay. If it is, it'll manifest itself. I can tell you it's a big deal over here. A lot of people are talking about it. You've had a big, you know, Elon Musk and Ben Shapiro. I mean, two major right-wing influencers were at Auschwitz this week. They did a tour of Auschwitz. I don't know what the hell they did there, but they did a tour of Auschwitz. I, I hope they asked to go swimming in the swimming pool, or maybe they hired some uh, old, I don't know, uh, orchestra people to come in and play orchestra, just like it was uh, 70 years ago, something like that. But um, uh, I doubt that they did that. Uh, you had a London tube driver. This was uh, big news in Israel, actually in Israel. And what it was, was he was leading a chant called Free Palestine. And he was fired. He wasn't fired. He was let go. He was uh, put on leave, whatever the case may is. And uh, he did have a uh, suspension pending during the investigation. But uh, apparently um, they said it's all okay. That's good. Uh, he led what they call anti-Israeli chants. And they were ready to put him out of, out of a job. But uh, he survived. So good for him. Awesome, dude. Nice work. Anytime you can take on the, these guys, it's it's positive. You know, these people are insane. Biden, as you know, he's been like completely losing it 
you know, when he does his speeches, nobody understands what the hell he's saying. Um, and, yeah, he just he's just lost it. I don't know who this guy is, if he's an actor or what. But uh, today, yesterday, he just started screaming. Literally, ten bucks to make it. Ten bucks to make it. Yeah, 10 bucks to make it. And then he just kind of got confused, walked off stage. Like, I'm out of here, man. I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. Just literally got confused, walked off the stage. And some are calling on Biden to have uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott arrested. I don't think he can do that. Abbott is World Economic Forum. There's two people you can't go after. You can't go after Jews. You can't go after World Economic Forum. So they're not going to go after Abbott. I don't think that would happen. Um, just don't think it would happen. Trump, of course, has been making a lot of headway uh, relative to the election. This guy's like up 82 to 18, something like that between himself and Nikki Haley. It's like 82. He's up 82 to 18 uh, percentage points, something like that, 82%. And literally, the Republicans saying, hey, why are we wasting money with primaries? We don't need them. Trump, you're, you're the victor. And Trump saying, no, 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 no. We want to keep this thing going. We need the rallies. We need the, the publicity. We need to keep this going. So, again, they are going to continue to go with the uh, primaries. Uh, maybe Nikki Haley will back out. In which case, she'll be no one to left a primary. It'll be just Trump. It'll, you know, that we'll see. We'll see. So, again, I'm kind of curious what's going to happen with the border crisis here because it's the first time we've seen a state actually go into a state of insurrection, so to speak, against the federal government. Now, maybe Abbott is just going to cave. You know what I mean? Give him a day or two and he'll cave. He'll say, you know what? Okay, all right, you know, and he'll cave. You know, he'll just cave. Let's see. Uh, you know, I don't know. Again, I don't know. Maybe he'll just cave. We'll find out. Um, let me go into what's happening with Canada. Anything on news up in Canada? I know that your prime minister up there has just been completely getting trashed. It's uh, a good reason. Uh, he's the one you would certainly want to laugh at, as Tucker Carlson would like to say, but uh, this guy's a clown. Again, you know, you look at what's going on in France, by the way, um, massive protests, not much bigger, perhaps, than, say, the Yellow Vest protests, because you've got uh, French farmers literally spraying manure, trash all over various various uh, government officials' houses and, and built government buildings. Thousands upon thousands of farmers there have dumped more than... Uh, Hundred trailers worth of manure and waste on government grounds, which is uh, which is uh, it's a lot, I guess. Uh, Trump is saying here that he's you know he's going to go to war against the central bank digital currencies. That should be good if he actually follows through with that. There was a kind of a humorous thing the other day. There was a prayer session. Uh, one of these mass pastors, you know, these mass, I don't want to call them, I think they're pastors. And he was giving a speech and he was saying that fat women, sorry, fat women, they uh, will never find the kingdom of heaven. They're just never going to be able to appeal to God to get into the kingdom of heaven. So some not really fat, 
not she wasn't fat, but uh, she wasn't certainly like you know in excellent super shape as female bodies go. Uh, but she's fine, you know. She's fine. She got on stage. She rushed the stage, uh, came up behind the preacher and just literally shoved him off the stage. Who knows how far he fell? But apparently, telling women out there that they cannot find the kingdom of God unless they're a perfect ten uh, doesn't suit well with some women. Uh, you just can't be doing that just can't do it. Again, intellectuals in society, there is a spontaneous demand from the larger society for the end products of engineering, medical, and scientific professions, but the demand for public intellectuals is largely manufactured by the public intellectuals themselves. Yes. Explain that. How do they manufacture demand for their own services? Well, the, the, one, one thing is by uh, a, 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 making, making alarming predictions, uh, offering uh, solutions to our problems, what do you make of global warming? I think it's a classic example of the uh, need for crusades. Now, people, many people are shocked by these emails. I'm not at all shocked by them. I read, I read the original UN study years ago, and I was just curious as to how they were going to deal with the question that the uh, temperatures went up first. And then there was the increase in carbon carbon dioxide, right. because you can't say that A causes B uh, uh, if B happened first. And so I read this, and I could see they were they were tiptoeing through the tulips and the way they phrased things and so forth. They they couldn't confront that, and and now we're finding out uh, that they they knew darn well they couldn't deal with all the evidence. So it fits the pattern of a group of intellectuals, science, climate scientists mm-hmm. who are have a very narrow competency, suddenly proclaiming that there's a crisis, mm-hmm. scaring the rest of us, thereby creating a demand for their services. Yeah. Not as science, climate scientists alone, mm-hmm. but as a kind of high priestly caste that can tell us all how to live and save the entire yes. planet. And in the meantime, generate billions of dollars worth of government programs to fund their research initiatives. And so, so are you, it's a racket. Yes. All right. But, but again, you have to t- take account of the ability of human beings to rationalize. Uh, I'm sure there are scientists out there uh, who, who, who believe some or much of what they're saying, and there are other scientists who believe the opposite. But, they, but the ones who are pushing global warming are doing their damnedest to make sure that those who believe the opposite don't get heard in the public. So wouldn't there, shouldn't there be a, some large-ish body of climate scientists who say the data really does suggest that we're headed into trouble here. But precisely because my saying so as a climate scientist will look like special pleading, we as a community of scientists should be even more careful about being completely transparent, pushing the data out to the public. They should overcome the hurdle that it looks like self-pleading. Why isn't that taking place? There's no payoff to that. All right. Uh, imagine yourself as an assistant professor in some department where the, uh, where your senior colleagues who are going to vote on your pay, among other things, uh, have millions of dollars in grants handed out to promote global warming. And you say just what, what you just now said. And they all say, that's this guy is in car. Yeah, what we're really finding, and it's something to keep in mind when it comes to the ruling elites of this planet. A vast majority of them are simply charlatans. They're con artists. You look at van der Leyen, she's a con artist. Stoltz, just a con artist, con man. Everybody in the global scam, global climate scam, they're just con artists, con artists. Everybody in the World Health Organization, con artists. Vaccine peddlers, con artists. 
Literally, they're charlatans. They want to profess some intellectuality, but they want to say, okay, misinformation is going to be the most dangerous thing we have to deal with. In other words, common sense and logic is what they're going to have a problem with because they're just a bunch of con men. They are a society, a major society of con men and women across the planet. And it's, I've, I've been around them in Iraq within certain areas. They were con men. Literally, they're just cons. They're frauds. Very convincing. Very professional at what they do. That's why they're the best at the best. And that's why they're in these leadership positions because they're the best at what they do. Like anything else, the cream rises. And that includes in the con men world. The only problem is, is that the con men have no value, so they have to take the value from you. They're not a bunch of quote-unquote intellectuals. They're a bunch of con men. Con men and women. And the sooner people wake up to this fact, frankly, the much better off everybody is going to be. You can't have this idea that you're going to base all of these policies that put into play billions of dollars that reward the con men. Because that's what's happened. There's an interesting thing here coming out of uh, New Hampshire. And it's called the Clean Atmosphere Preservation Act, HB 1700. And it is an act prohibiting the intentional release of polluting emissions, including cloud seeding, weather modification, excessive electromagnetic radio frequency, and microwave radiation, and making penalties for violations of such prohibition. In other words, I think somebody out there is starting to zone in or zoom in on the chemtrails. Here it says, the general court finds that many atmospheric activities such as weather modification, stratospheric aerosol injection, solar radiation modification, and other forms of geoengineering involving the intentional release of polluting emissions harm human health and safety, the environment, agriculture, wildlife, aviation, state security, and the economy of the state of New Hampshire. According further, it is therefore the intention of the general court to prohibit this SAI, strategic aerosol inject, stratospheric aerosol injections, and urge them, uh, uh, that's geoengineering, and other intentional polluting activities in New Hampshire's atmosphere. Okay, that's great. Now, what are you going to do if you can pass it? If a unmarked aircraft comes in and starts spraying, chemtrailing Manchester, which I believe is a city in New Hampshire, what are you going to do? Are you going to send up the National Guard to intercept it? I would. I would escort it down. I would have it investigated. And if someone says, well, you know what, uh, this is higher pay grade than you, I'd say, well, not in my, not in my state. I don't have any interest. No, you, you, you violated the law. And you knew you violated the law. This aircraft now belongs to us. We will do our inspection and we will release it. And you can be sure that the black helmets and the black hats are going to be all over the place. They're going to be freaking panicking like anything you can imagine. But too bad. That's the type of stuff you have to take. You know, Carrie Lake is saying, you know, they're going to have to have and kill me. 
They're going to have to effing kill me. Well, that's good. That's the attitude more people have to start to take. Um, what, um, Trump is uh, what the World Economic Forum did. I don't know if this is positive or negative. But the World Economic Forum, for the most part, has been in a state of kind of panic. Not like this the hyperventilating panic, but they've come out with a lot of statements lately about Donald Trump and how Donald Trump needs to be defeated. That Donald Trump is a danger to the current globalist system being put into play. Donald Trump is a danger, really, to the World Economic Forum. And when you think about it, for Trump, and especially for MAGA, because Trump, okay, whatever. And I like the guy, by the way. I think he's pretty funny. And uh, aside from Israel, I like what he does. Uh, of course, I'm not keen on his vaccines. He has to explain that one. Killing Americans is not something I, I think is incumbent upon a president to be doing. So he, has, he hasn't explained that one yet. But nonetheless, many believe Trump's a charlatan. He is a salesman for sure. But a lot of people did live well during the Trump regime. It wasn't a regime. Yes, well, that wasn't really a regime. Anyways, the World Economic Forum is out there publicizing that Trump poses a danger to the current globalist system. And that Trump would destroy literally the World Economic Forum policies. Now, I'm not part of MAGA, but I get MAGA. I think MAGA is filled with a lot of great, well-meaning people. Some of the old-school American way. And if, if they get wind that Trump is there to destroy the World Economic Forum's policies, again, you're just going to hand Trump even that much more popularity. So I don't understand why the World Economic Forum is out there saying Trump is doing danger to us. Well, that's the best thing that the American people want to hear, because we all know that the World Economic Forum, as an entity, is essentially a criminal organization. It is a criminal racket. It's a conspiratorial system. It's a conspiracy between the technocrats in government, certain government leaders like a Trudeau, and corporations. Schwab said here, you have this anti-system movement. What we are seeing is a revolution against the system. There is, of course, an anti-system, which is called libertarianism, which means to tear down everything which creates some kind of government influence into private lives. It's dismantling the system. Now, I'm not sure what he means by that. I think what he's saying is that he's recognizing that there is a movement out there that is tearing down his system. His system is nothing but global communism, global totalitarianism. The Klaus Schwab's of the world should be fed to the guillotine, straight up. Just feed them to the guillotine. Stop treating them like they're humans. They don't treat you like you're human. Put him to trial. You have plenty 
plenty of cases against the vaccine, lots of the dead people, capital punishment. You've got a case. Just go. If, if Trump, if, if the Democrats can get uh, $83 million judgment against Trump for some supposed sexual harassment that the woman doesn't even remember, then you can go get trials equally in your own courts and start looking at it that way. Literally just start looking at it in a way in which you can once again. Um, wow, that's a new story coming out, huh? I didn't. That's news. Anyways, in a way that you can start to take down a lot of these technocrats. There is. Is this new? January 23rd, this week. Okay. Yeah, this is new. One person has been killed. <laughs> okay, that's not a good thing. And several other injured when the Fremantle Highway, a cargo ship carrying 3,000 cars, nearly 500 of them e-electric, caught fire off the coast of Netherlands, reported to have been started by an electric car fire. Are you surprised by this? I am not really surprised. It makes, again, no sense. Is this in English? Overall in Europa come boeren in protest. It is not. It's not. But it's about the Germans, of course, and, and all of their protests. Everything and, is in motion. And, by- and so what they're doing is that they're just saying, look, the, the farmers basically have a, have a right to protest. Um Again, uh, Trump, you know, the, one of the great, uh, whores out there is, uh, Bill Gates. He's looking for what they call disease X. And of course, he's ready to go. He's saying, look, I'm here to help you. Uh, I'm not here to kill you. I'm here to give you more of this great stuff called vaccines. We will have new vaccines. We'll have a, uh, TB vaccine, malaria vaccine, HIV vaccine, and even the things like COVID vaccines. We need to make them have longer duration more coverage, uh, and we're going to change instead of using needle to use a little patch. Uh, so the pandemic really highlighted that we've been underinvested in those innovations. You know, they keep talking we're underinvested. All he's really saying is, I'm a grifter. I'm one of the con men. I'm part of that con man society. Let me grift some more. Let me solve these problems for you. And if 18, 25 million of you die from my solution, it's okay because I made tens of billions of dollars conning you. And then how'd you like this? I think we mentioned this last week. But, you know, you had this British guy, you know, I like the Brits. Come on, I do like you guys. But uh, I've worked with a fair amount of them here, and some of them are just too stuffy for me. You know, us Americans, especially from Los Angeles, we're really easy. We're intense. Don't let me say we're not intense. We are intense. We are very quick. We're very nimble. We're very fast, at least some of us, at least my style. And I'm not the only one out there. But uh, you'd come run across some British guys out there, and they're just so smug. Especially in foreign lands, like they're like still in this colonial mindset, you know, and I'm like just hanging out with the people. And uh, there was this really smug guy, this uh, Mike Dixon. He was a reporter for, I believe, a British magazine. I'm pretty sure it's British because they used to call him Mr. Wimbledon because he was a big Wimbledon uh, sports reporter. And again, you know, this guy's out there trying to cancel Novak Djokovic. Because uh, Djokovic didn't take a vaccine. What an arrogant, smug piece of shit this guy was. 
literally trying to cancel the best people, best players in the world because they didn't go get your vaccine that you're so vested in, you freaking idiotic, stupid piece of shit. And I don't care if your family is listening. What a freaking moron. And he's dead now at 59. Collapses. At a, at a major event, kind of like the sports guy, I don't remember his name, that was covering U.S. soccer at the uh, FIFA games in Qatar. Just collapses out there on the pitch, basically. And you know what? You hate to be so vile towards these people, but they deserve it. Djokovic actually was very kind. He says, hey, look, uh, my condolences, um, a peace, you know, peace upon his family, some simple thing like that. Didn't make it all out to very be a very to, to be a very big deal. But um you know, you hear these stories, you know, so many people. There was another actor that went down today or yesterday, something like that. Uh former, I don't know, an offshoot of uh all my children, one of these big big soap operas in America. Soap opera, soapbox shows, something like that. And I'll tell you, it's going to get worse. It's going to be interesting for 2024 what this brings us. And uh, with that, I'm going to sign out. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live. See you next Saturday. Good night, everybody.